But it's just, it's a weird world. It, there's very few industries in the world where someone will send you a message and ask to take your job. Welcome back to another episode of It's, it's for, for the, the table. table. We are the women of It's for the Table, and we want to bring a little something for everybody, that's right, to this table. We're here to share our experiences as authentically as we would at a Sunday brunch with each other, unafraid to shine a light on topics otherwise kept in the dark. We're unapologetic, a little bit messy, but very ready to own our stories. So take an hour, take off your bra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would get the cue. <laughs> And grab your wine or your water or champagne. Today we have champagne. Champagnes. Yeah. Champagnes. Champagne. Well, we do. It's bottles on bottles on bottles. So. And let's be heard together. together. If you are on social media, please follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at It's For The Table. And we do have a Facebook page. Please like it. Um, and also, if you are enjoying this podcast, please share with a friend and leave, um, hopefully, a five-star review. But be honest. If it's not five stars, don't leave it. But also be <laughs> honest. Um, so we're really excited. We actually have a special guest today. <gasps> and that's why we have bottles on bottles on bottles today. Oh. We're so excited. I wonder who it could be. Oh, I wonder. <laughs> so Jason Weiss is a well-known DJ in the tri-state area for the past 14 years. He started off his career in passion uh, for DJing in the industry and while attending Penn State University. He's played all over the U.S. from New York City, Miami, Atlantic City, even Las Vegas. Now he's a successful business owner of Double Down Entertainment, a DJ and talent booking agency, along with a lot of other business endeavors. But when he's not too busy dominating the entertainment world, you can mm. find him spending time with his family. He's a dedicated husband to his wife, Valerie, and amazing girl dad to his two adorable daughters, Aww. Madison Page and, hey, Eliz <laughs> and Elizabeth Riley. And we are so excited to have him on the podcast today. He is not just an avid listener and one of our biggest fans, but he's also a great mentor to us, and we are so, so grateful to have him on. Yes. So, welcome, Jason Yay! Weiss. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> we are so excited. So excited. You've been on our radar since we started this. Well, since thanks. Since we started. And well, I, I talked to you about it before this uh, I started. Like, li like, literally. Alyssa's really nervous. I'm so nervous. Well, I am, like, I am the double-down groupie. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, yeah, you get, you get that COVID, trophy. But... <laughs> Yes, I mean I can't argue that one too much. I still get but I'm not I'm not mad at you for it. I know. Well, you that's good. It. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming out here. Well, thank you for having me. This is going to be fun. Can I ask you something? Sure. Are we your favorite podcast? You are. <laughs> you, are. you don't have to lie. You to are. Us. You are. Listen, I'm not. I'm not like up. a huge podcast person. I'm always listening to music and stuff, so like I have to. Keep really? Up. So I have to keep in. I, I have to keep up with the music world but yeah I, that I, makes sense i mean i do i do dabble but you guys are great just the fact that you like take the time out of your day to text me like and like live report on the podcast and it, and like even like the constructive criticism criticism that you give like from the very beginning i don't think you realize how much we take your word like seriously like we appreciate that oh so yeah fucking much yeah. oh well thanks yeah like we said in your in our intro like you're you're one of our mentors and like we know that you've been in the industry for <laughs> a really long time yeah but this is only my second podcast that i've ever done really uh yeah yeah i've only no third 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 okay i was on 
I was on DJ Moves podcast, and then I was Shout on out. the Mickey D show, which is a pretty big DJ podcast Shout based out, out pretty, of LA. Pretty big deal. And uh, and then this one. Oh, so like, are we your, are we your first um, um, podcast of girls? Uh, this is the first time I had to take off my bra for a podcast. So. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> so good, like, good, good. I mean, that was That's very funny. that was different, but yeah, this is the first time I've had to do that. Hey, at least you got the memo, right? Well, we're just excited because m- when we were m- me and Gabby were mapping up this episode, there's actually so much we don't know about like yeah. what how you like, even like got started in all of this. So if you wouldn't mind just like dabbling into your story a bit. Sure. Yeah. Let so us know who you are. Yeah, you're our white comma Jason. Yeah. <laughs> white comma Jason. What's your sign? Aquarius. <gasps> oh. Aquarius. Get the <laughs> fuck out of my apartment right now. <laughs> Why? Alyssa I <laughs> does not for some reason, like Aquarius. I had no idea you were an Aquarius, but you know what? I actually love Aquariuses. I know. Aquari- we're in love. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't love me. <laughs> we're not going to get into that. No, now. we're not. No, we're <laughs> not. I, I, I listened to that episode already. <laughs> I listened to that episode already. I heard A that true one. Fan. Aquarius A true hurt fan. Aquarius hurt me. You're yeah, I already heard that one. You're different. <laughs> <laughs> but I was in that weird date where like I was Aquarius for a minute and then uh, I might so not were, have been. Yeah, no. You're like a borderline. You're on the cusp. Yeah, I feel like I'm right in the middle. Great. Perfect. Um, so where did I start? I started DJing at Penn State. Yeah. Um, I was pledging a fraternity, and everyone. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of those. Um, well, I went to a very small high school, so I went to a high school that only had 120 people in it total. No where are you from? way. I'm from Springfield, New Jersey. So okay. Like up, okay. up north in New Jersey, like 25 minutes from from the city. Okay. Um, and so I went to Penn State, and my first class had like three times the amount of people. Uh, than my whole yeah. high school. That's so, crazy. Yeah, I sat in a class with like three or four hundred people, and I was kind of looking around like I. Don't what made you go to Penn State? You just wanted to get out. So when you're from North Jersey, you either go to Delaware, Maryland, mm-hmm. Penn State, NYU. You kind of stay in that area. Okay. Um, and I wanted to go as big as possible because yeah. I well, was, Penn State's I was, big. Right. So my high school was so small that I just needed to get as far away from yeah. kudos to you for not actually like staying small like you could have yeah. like used that and be like oh i don't feel comfortable going to a bigger school he's an aquarius that's not his vibe you're right <laughs> <laughs> you're right <laughs> yeah i got out of there so i went up my freshman summer and i never came back i got wow. a job up there I, I lived up there a year oh around. really yeah i worked for a law firm up there the whole time i never came back what was Hold your major I you worked at a law firm i did i worked for a law firm for 11 years yeah, I after college oh. yeah after college 11 years 11 years what so were you planning on being a lawyer your entire so time i was college? planning on being a lawyer wow so i have a degree in industrial organizational psychology and business i don't oh. even know what the fuck that means <laughs> so industrial organizational <laughs> psychology is basically how to make people more effective in the workplace so, oh. it's, it's, so it's along the same like business kind of major ish that's really interesting yeah so it's a different kind of psychology it's more like management and leadership kind of things yeah and wow which which to you be honest makes sense do. for you because that's i feel like that's your vibe yeah. like today like you use a lot of of that energy and probably what you've learned today in life yeah. 100%. Which is awesome. you're one of the 11 per- you're part of the 11 percent that actually uses their college degree but I use it differently but than I thought I would. Right. So, right, right, right. So I thought I was going to go to law school, okay. and I worked for a law firm and realized I didn't like lawyers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there was that. But then when I graduated college, um, I kind of was sitting around like, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Like, I don't have any experience doing anything. And you kinda, they kind of just throw you out there, like, right, figure yeah. it out. And if you don't want to go to law school after planning on going the whole time. And that's what you did. That's how you worked. Right. So I was looking for a job, and I actually went to go be a waiter. 
and I had randomly applied to a law firm in Philadelphia and I got a project assistant job uh, at DLA Piper, which is the biggest law firm in the world. Yeah. What? Yeah, so it's huge. We have offices everywhere. Like when I landed in South Africa, I looked out my hotel window and I saw and there my was. office logo and I almost threw up. Okay, that <laughs> was that was a, a low-key flex. Yeah. You just no. landed in South Africa? <laughs> I didn't even know you went there. I did. I did. Um, but I didn't go there to DJ. I just went there because my brother there. was there for work. So oh. I just went oh, okay, with my brother. Okay. But anyway, um, so then I did that for like a year and they were like, this isn't for you. You, you should be a paralegal. And I was like, okay. So mm-hmm. they, they gave Why? What's the difference between the first position and the paralegal? A project assistant is basically a paralegal's assistant. Okay. So, like, I worked at the law firm in college. I was basically doing, like, mail shit and copy shit. They want you yeah. to do more. Okay. So then I started being a paralegal, and then that kind of spiraled into doing some, some like, bigger contract attorney stuff. Like, I was managing contract attorneys, and right. I was overseeing evidence, and then I, I got to a point where I couldn't get any higher if mm-hmm. I didn't go to law school. Gotcha. So I pitched a couple things to them. Like I wanted to be their trial tech in-house because that's a huge business. Like we were paying half a million dollars for trial techs and I didn't see a point to that. I could have done it in-house. But the partner I worked for liked me so much and thought I was so good, he didn't want me to grow any further. Right. Mm. So I decided to leave. Wow. How old were you at this time? 22, 23? No, I was way older than that. I worked there for 11 years. <gasps> Yeah, Holy so I was like, fuck. I was in my, I'll tell you exactly how old it was. I was 34 years old because Maddie wow. was about to be born. And I decided to leave my job and go into a sales job for an IT company. Wow. And I woke up after I put my notice in and my wife told me she was pregnant. <laughs> and then. No yeah, way. So I gave, I was given up a lot of money to go work for commission. Right. Um, and my wife's like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, I'm also leaving you. Okay, great. I'm leaving you. No, so it gets even funnier. (laughs) So I worked for this IT company for a few years and I decided to leave that and go focus on my company now. And right when I decided to leave that, she told me she was pregnant again. Oh, my God. So I joked that during the pandemic, she was going to tell me she was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Every fucking time that something major (laughs) happens, she tells me she's pregnant. Wait, so in the entire time that you were at the law firm, were you DJing on the side? Mm -hmm. So it was just like, how'd you get into that? Like the little side hustle? Um, So I started DJing in college when I I was pledging. Um, Every pledge gets a job. Right, right, right. My job was the music. Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, you know a lot about music? Like yeah. the house DJ. You were just w- genuinely right. interested in music. Yeah, I okay. just love music. And, and when house- you think about college parties, it's all about the music. You yeah. need to have music at the parties. Oh, I was so bad. Oh, <laughs> God. So, oh, God. I think about this. I think about my DJing that. Oh, fuck. It was so bad. Um, but so that was my job. And then I started to do that. And I started to make a little bit of a name for myself. So I was DJing in college every Thursday and Friday. And then on wow. Saturday, I was subbing the equipment out to like my pledges or oh, whatever. Wow. And I was just making money that way. So I basically started an entertainment company in college. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, and then I graduated college and I was like, I'm moving to Philadelphia and there's no, there's no way I could DJ there. Like there's an incredible amount of talent that comes out of Philadelphia from, right. from the DJ space, from Jazzy Jeff to AM to mm-hmm. a ton of different music artists and things like that. Right. So I stopped. And I oh, walked. so you stopped. Oh, I wow. stopped. I stopped right after college. Yeah, I was like, I got to go get a job. And, and you were on like a right. different path too. Like you kind of told yourself that you had to be a lawyer. Well, yeah, like I was I was graduating college and I needed to get a real job. Like, right, I you went from the, the fun party life to like I got to put on a suit and tie and like and do quote real, unquote real job. Yeah, right, do right, real right, big kid right. shit. I got to do like grown up shit because mm-hmm. I had plans for the life I wanted to live mm-hmm. and, and it didn't include being a DJ. So right. I gave it up. So I was out one night in the city with she was my girlfriend at the time, my now wife. 
That's cute. I thought you were about to plug it at. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no never, no. never. No, I've been with Val since. For like 13, 14 years? It's been 15 years now. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we've been married for seven. Congrats. Together for 15. Thank you. Um, I'm sorry, Val. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> listen, I listen. She's a fucking saint. I don't know how the hell she puts up with me. But um, so, yeah. So I walked into Mission Grill, which was owned by Public House. Yeah. Um, and I got really drunk. And my, Love it. And my buddy was DJing. And I was with Val and my buddy Josh, who was the DJ of the fraternity, who kind of handed me the reins yeah. in college, and his wife. And I walked out of that bar, and I looked at him, and I said, we can do this better than him. Uh-huh. And I bought a giant DJ rig no that I had way. no idea how to use. And Something then, just told you to. Yeah. You're the like, yeah, yeah the universe gave you a sign. Yeah. I just like, I missed it and I thought it was yeah. fun and I thought I was better than the guy. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I knew the guy, so that was kind of right. fucked up. But so every Thursday for like two months, I would go to Josh's house and we would try to teach ourselves this system because we didn't know how to use it. Right. Um, and then that DJ that I saw that night called out sick one night and someone was like, well, who do we know that's a DJ? And my buddy Chris Fisher was like, oh, well, Weiss used to DJ in college. Like, why don't we just get him? Wow. So I went and the GM at the time was like, how often I played? And the GM was like, how often can Josh and I actually played together that night? The GM was like, how often can you be here? And I was like, how often do you want me here? And he was like, every Friday and Saturday. So no way. Just like that. That's how it started. Yeah. So I played. You were just that fucking good. Like, no, I was not. But like they they had to have seen something like that's a. Well, I've always, I've always had a. Well, you're pa- passionate like that. That well, like yeah, that goes a long way. There was that, but I also had a good group of friends that would come out and like we could get Show into support. this later about how much I hate <laughs> that model of DJing. But you had a you had a lot of hype men. Right, I had a lot of friends that yeah. would come out and like hang out, Vouch whatever. For you. And so, and we did great. But I DJed at Mission Grill for almost no money for four or five years every friday yeah i mean that's called the hustle right that's the hustle you got to get your name out there you got to show people what you can do and right and pray and hope that it pays off well that's that's how i met montone who is now you're you are like partners with him yeah so dj nick montone yes dj nick montone so nick was the resident aquafina poppy yeah (laughs) (laughs) shout out to nick uh nick was a resident at public house which was around the corner and i used to um go and try to get cut from mission so i could go around the corner and listen to him play because at that time there was very few djs that were bigger than him in the city yeah um he was public house was the spot mm-hmm. and he was the guy there that was his room and right and then we became friendly and he eventually gave me a thursday night at public house and he walked in the room on day one and walked right up to the dj booth and looked at me dead in the eye and goes this sucks what the fuck are you doing <gasps> <laughs> Shut up! You're lying. Oh no, it's that was the first words out of his mouth. He was like, "This is terrible," and and I don't know what you're doing. Yo, and, I fucking love that. And this set doesn't make any sense. And I think you're better than this. And like, clean it up. And so, I, what was your what was your kind of like plan when you would DJ on Friday and Saturday nights? Like, because you were obviously at the law firm all day. And like, were you just like putting stuff together at night? Like, how? Like, I don't understand how the whole DJ portion works. So you were just making your own playlists and mixes. It's art. So so we don't do playlists. Okay. Um, I never have a playlist. What okay. I have is a library of music. And well, well, yeah, you go into it knowing the vibe that you're kind of sure. going Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Sure. So I know the room I'm playing, and I know right, the people right. I'm playing for. And you know how to read right, the room. Right, <laughs> right. That, would, that, was, uh, that was by far my biggest um, talent at that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the DJing wasn't there yet. It was understanding it your was audience. understanding my audience and yeah. knowing what so to play when. When Nick came up and said that you fucking suck... What was he? What was he criticizing? Like the music choices? 
Well, I saw him walk in and got really nervous. Oh. oh that made you nervous. Oh. Yeah, no, I saw him walk in and I got really, really nervous and I started trying to do too much. Like, I tried to impress him, and instead of impressing him, I pissed him off. So you, you, you tried to flex, and it failed. Oh, big time failed. <laughs> yeah, but it, need, it needed to. Like, yeah. it needed to fail. Because yeah. I, I respect the fact that he said that to you. Right, and I tell every young DJ that wants to work for us that if you're going to work for us, you better be prepared to get that kind of criticism. Because yeah. that's how I That's got how you get better. better, yeah. Right, and so I used to – so he – I asked him what I could fix, and we started talking, and we became friends, and I would literally try to get cut – every single weekend so i could go hear him close at public house no way yeah and i stood there for a while and and then i then eventually i i got another gig and another gig there and nick was the saturday night guy there and i was the friday night guy there and then josh was doing missions so we kind of had the whole corner wow if there was ever a moment where i wish i was older <laughs> so i could experience public house oh, like even man. how barry fucking talks about how he used to work the door he, he, he loves he, he like did. wants to he Liz, wants you to be said there. barry's name I now know. he's going to flex about us saying his name if on the we podcast say, We again. mention Barry every fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> we really do. <laughs> we do, too. Wow. Okay. So what a journey. So, so then that, like, that's where you were getting all your happiness from, was DJing on the weekends. Yeah. It was like it kind of gave me something to do other than drink and party all the time. Yeah. Like, right. Going out was cool, but this was, this was cooler and for me. And you were still able to be in the scene. Like it was still fun Correct. to be around people. Yeah. And we weren't making a lot of money, but we were still making money and we were, and you, you know, were having fun with it though. Fun. That's the thing, right? You fun. have to, like people say you have to, I don't know. It, it depends who you talk to, but like, I think the new wave is like, you have to love what you're doing every day for work. You do. Or right. then you're going to watch your life pass by and be like, what the fuck did I just waste the last 15 years and of my life doing? And not only that, you get to watch all over social media of other people loving what they do. So <laughs> social comparing. media wasn't a big thing. then. Yeah. It's, we, I'm old. How has that changed? Oh my God, like, it's changed everything. Because you, you would, I mean, you're a fucking great on social media. Like you are very like out there. Uh, yeah, it's part of our, it's part of our to. business model. Yeah, it's part um, of the brand. Yeah, it's part of the brand, and it's it's a big part of the company, and we take it very seriously, and it's something we talk about a lot. Wow. Um, and it's something like we have meetings on meetings about wow. that and the content and things like that you're a serious adapter yeah. wait like so to every situation yeah you are you really are <laughs> <laughs> i try to be yeah, i mean you have to be right you have to be. but but that that's the thing so so now you talked about the transition from how your your hobby is now going into your passion and how it's like oh i can actually make money out of this right right so at what point did it switch in your brain that you were like i want to start a business so i want to do this full time so it didn't happen for a while um, what started happening was we were at Public House and then Fieldhouse opened mm -hmm. and then Pen6 opened. Mm -hmm. Shout out, I used to work there. Did you? I did. I used to own Pen6. I used to own part of Pen6. Look at that. Connections, there man. You go. Connections. Look um, at this. There you go. <laughs> I wish I had that money back now. <laughs> I'm sure. Because yeah, they're gone. That, that fucking A little place. bitter. <laughs> oh, bitter doesn't even begin to describe how I feel about that place. I actually low-key hated working there. I low-key hated part-owning it. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> so I agree. Um, but it started off with staff members that we worked with going to other venues. Um and then it was like, hey, well, like we want you to work here with us. And they would they would talk us up because Nick was by far the biggest name in the city. Yeah. And everyone liked what I was doing, but they also were like, oh, he's good, but he's not he's not Nick. Right. Mm. And, and and that was fine. Like that never, ever bothered me because he was the guy that yeah. I used to want to go see. So right. it made sense. Right. So then it became like, oh, well, like Weiss is here and Montone's here. 
but we need a third person. And that's Mike Lowry was DJing at Mission a lot. And he and I became friendly. So Mike was like the first person we kind of added to our team. How long have you, has Mike been apart? Oh God, like 10 years probably. Wow, I didn't realize it was that long. Yeah, yeah it's been a while. So like we, I took over the bookings at, at Mission and I started putting Mo Josh there some nights and then Mike there and then Nick and I would be a public house or a field house and then we took over the field house bookings. It kind of slowly, it slowly just kind of spiraled right. and then when it actually changed for me was when um, I was done at the IT company. So I left the law firm and went to go work for an IT company in sales and I just decided that, that you know, they were going to sell the company. He was going to go in a whole new direction. They asked me if I wanted to go with them. And I was like, you know what? I looked down at my books and what we were doing. And I was like, I never gave this a hundred percent fair shot. Yeah. Right. Wow. wow. And then Val said but she was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay, now I have to like, make sure. But, this but that's works. crazy because that doesn't happen to a lot of people. A lot, like, I think people get too comfortable in what they're doing and, I think a lot of people don't feel their passions and success because they're afraid of that that comfortability being tested and then maybe failing. Like the fact that she told you she was pregnant and you're just like, okay, I'm still going for this. Like whereas most people would have called up the IT company and was like, all right, I'm coming with. I just yeah. found out I'm having <laughs> a kid. I need I need like <laughs> as much security as possible. But like not like even with the way that you just described your story, it doesn't seem easy because I can't even imagine like all of like the ins and outs of like even yeah and especially like that in like the entire entertainment industry is so complex and I can't right. even begin to understand like <laughs> being in it like that. But the fact that like you just it, it was kind of just like you were always supposed to be there. Yeah, if it, it, it definitely felt and you like just that. like you just kind of like like I said, you adapt it in every single situation. You're just like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to do it. Well, also, you did what other people don't. You listen to the universe. You listen to your gut. Well, I did. But I also listen to other people. And I also and I was in a unique situation as a DJ. And this doesn't happen for a lot of DJs. I was able to kind of build my own. Mm -hmm. By the time I, I left to do it full time, I was controlling enough venues that I knew I could fill my calendar and make gotcha. the money I needed to right. make. So like it was, uh, listen, it was definitely a jump because, but it was a safe jump. Like right. I, yeah. like right, I, right, I right, knew right. I was jumping into water I could swim in. You had enough confidence in people it. like Nick too, that was going to be honest with you. Like if you were genuine, if he was, if he's like, bro, you shouldn't do this. Like you suck. Like yeah. you, you can't do it. Like he would have told you. And then that could have been the voice you listened to. But instead right. like, he's like, no, you can like, you're, you, you're so good. You could be so much better. Like this is what you need to do and you need to keep doing it. Right. And then the second I quit and focused on that full time is when we picked up the hard rock in Atlantic city. Wow. wow. Which is awesome. What, what, an, great people person what an accomplishment. Like you, you have a uh, whole a, network. That's a major account. Yeah. yeah. Um, and listen, my business, one of our other partners, Zach Seidman, was at there at the nightclub. And in fairness, he made the right introductions. But then we were able to, to you know, between Nick and I, we, we, we did the soft opening of the Hard Rock and they had a really, they enjoyed it. So they gave me the whole building. That's amazing. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Yeah. And then I knew, like, between that account and how often we had that. And then it, it's funny. Things just start to spiral, you know, like, yeah. like one account leads to another and one uh -huh. staff, like, you know you know in in the industry servers leave and go to another uh, job yeah they want to hear the people that they're comfortable with they want to hear the people that they know are going to make them yep. money and and that's something we've always been kind of good at yeah very good at like um i mean obviously pre-covid if anybody was ever curious of when i would go out and where i would be it was either where montone was playing <sighs> lowry playing or voice play yeah. playing yeah. and i was like this is when i was going out by myself like i would literally just go about by myself to be the girl in the dj booth hey. small flex there you go. <laughs> small flex that was a pretty big flex <laughs> i felt cool i never had to wait in line <laughs> but yeah 
you'll never have to wait in line. I still got enough juice even with COVID to make it out of the wait in line. But yeah, no. Do you so know somebody at Trader Joe's? I'm tired of the lines you out there. You know what's funny? You know what's funny? My wife has a Wegmans guy, which Shut is crazy. Shut up. Send them. Oh, God. Send we just got them. we just got the most ridiculous thing at Wegmans. We were apparently a top love 100 Wegmans. customer at our Wegmans, which is <gasps> disgusting. That's disturbing. No, but Wegmans is fucking amazing. That's How often do you go there? Well, I have two little kids, so <laughs> and I also don't have a job, and there's nowhere else to go, so sometimes we just go to go. Yeah. <laughs> Weg- Wegmans is the new nightclub. Wegmans <laughs> on a Friday night. Well, Can't it's funny. Popping. Well, it's funny because the music they play at Wegmans is my shit. It's like it's all, like, it's like all yacht rock and stuff. And like I'm just in there and, and me and Elle are just jamming. You're in just the happy to be there. I'm just happy not just to be there. Just having a good time. Yeah. It's nice to get out places now. Mask and all, you know? That's awesome. But yeah, so like I took a safe jump is, is really in, in fairness. It wasn't like, uh, you know. Yeah, but you yeah. bet on yourself. And like obviously you've, you've met you the amount of contacts that you've established right. over the years and like right. people just like being around you and they trust oh, yeah. you and thank you're you. like you're a great people person yeah thank you thank you yeah, um, i try to be i just we try to add value to any account that we we are a part of you know um whether that be the music value or just i get i have a really good relationship with the owners and the managers yeah, well that the you see that value at. in every relationship and every right, person that's that the you thing. like you don't see them as numbers or dollar signs you see them as you know people that can help boost whether it's your future the people that you right. work with future or you know having connections in the long run but in fairness that's my team too because right I, I right can't, right I, I, like i can't but be everywhere so like mm-hmm. for sure a lot of value for me in knowing the guys that we work with yeah. are solid people i can make anybody a better dj i can't make you a better person mm-hmm. right and that's that that's important so there that that's it's, it's crazy because i feel like most people especially starting out in philly like when you were just djing you were go- starting to see montone at any point did you ever feel like jealous that he was like somewhere like or like did you see him as competition you're just like no i want to know that guy so there's there's two different kinds of of djs in this world there's there's the ones that see somebody and say i'm i'm better than him and mm-hmm. i can do more and then there's the ones that try to learn like i knew nick was better than me right I, like and i think over the years we've kind of sh- closed in the gap right. but but Nick is still one of my favorite DJs in the entire city. Mm-hmm. Um, besides being my friend, like yeah. I love what he does and how he does it. And we still, you know, yeah, like, look what it's grown into. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like and just by you right. opening yourself up like right. that. So jealous. No, um, it, it just pushed me to work harder is really all it right. did. Like right. I, I was never jealous of what he did. Uh, we, I used to go and see him when he played at Haven the first time. Like he was my friend. And yeah. He, right. And I don't feel like you need to be jealous of your friends. No, it's I just, think that's so weird. It's weird. But it's um, just like, but it's just like a human thing. Like you're like, we're in the same industry. Like I want to do what he's doing. Like I can't oh, be I definitely, friends with him. I definitely wanted to play the places he was oh, playing. Right, 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 right. But I, but I was always There's very. There's ways to go about it. In this world, I was, uh, I'm still very conscious of where I belong. Mm. And, right and like what i mean by that is like if you say weiss even after all these years and all these gigs and, and working with the people that we work with and the places we work you ask me to enter a dj competition that's not mm. for me right that's not what i do right um and i'm comfortable saying that and it doesn't bother yeah. me I, and nick would tell you the same thing now, i have guys on my team that would smoke that thing right and i think a good coach fills gaps mm. in their team mm-hmm. So I'm not a turntablist per se, but right. I got guys on my team that are mm-hmm. absolutely, you know, and I'm not a great MC per se, but right. I got guys on my team that are mm-hmm. right. So like for me, I was always comfortable knowing where I belonged at that time where Nick was playing, where he was playing. I didn't belong there. Gotcha. Like I wasn't ready to be there yet. 
and and I knew that. And that I was self awareness. You're like major key. Woke as fuck. So woke. <laughs> No, it, it was a little bit of insecurity probably too, you know, if I'm being honest, but, I, but I'm so humble. No, I just, I, I, I don't know what we I We give am. a lot of compliments on this <laughs> podcast. We do. I just like, I'm, I'm amazed I'm by not, your work I'm not ethic, good at like compliments. I'll tell you that much. I'm really not good at compliments. I'm not good at presents and I'm not good at compliments. <laughs> I don't like either of those Is things. this a bad time to tell you I got you a present? Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll drop Delete. this microphone right now. <laughs> But yeah, that's kind of my story. So I kind of just it 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 spiraled pretty good. Yeah, in, so in impressive. The, in the best kind of way. Um, and I'm super thankful. And yeah. I, what I like about it is we still have accounts that we had when we started. Oh damn, um, that's cool. Right. That that's that's, that's cool. that says so much. I mean, yeah. that speaks for itself when right, it comes yeah. to what your brand represents. You know. Yeah. Um, like that's amazing. It, it is. It is. It's really nice. And how easy it is to burn bridges, especially in like that kind of industry. Oh yeah. And we've had a lot of people try to come after us too. I'm you sure. Know? We've had a lot of people. People want to work us. with the best, so Hi, if haters. they can, you know. Hi, Hi haters. Oh, I'm not important enough for haters, but I just. <laughs> yes, you are. Stop it. No, I'm not. There's that's just, a compliment. <laughs> There's another just, listen, one. This is a very, very competitive mm -hmm. industry, yeah. and every single day there's hundreds of kids that buy. Yeah. equipment that think they could do mm -hmm. what we do and and i can always spot a dj in a crowd oh man every single <laughs> oh, time man. always always Why? I, what, what, yeah, what, what gives it yeah so, what gives it away so it's a look it's a it's a look and oh, it's always no. a guy standing with his arms crossed and he's looking right at you and he's whispering to his homies yeah. and he's kind of like and his buddies are gassing him up like oh you should be up there bro and oh it's, god and i get that a lot and then eventually if he has enough to drink he'll come over and be like oh so what's that serato you're using it's oh like, they gotta <laughs> name drop the brand uh, <laughs> this is a turntable buddy that's these a, are records that's the same when i'm serving tables i can always tell that there's, there's an industry person at the table yeah. because they start to like help you like clean up the plates and stuff and, I'll, and i know they want to say it's so bad but it always comes out at the end I'm, I'm in the industry too. I get it. Yeah. I get yeah. you. I get, Do you get it. it. Thank you so yeah. much. And like, you get it. Leave a really good tip. And like for me, I'm just, I, I find myself being the grumpy old man sometimes. It's like, oh, you use turntables too. Okay, cool, great. Cool, cool. Like, awesome. Why don't awesome. you just give me your Instagram? Yeah. And we can, we can, yeah, we you could send me a DM and ask me for work tomorrow. I'll, like, I'll leave you on red for about four weeks. Oh, God. I, I, so I've gotten better with that. Like Zach yeah. Seidman has made me get a lot better with that. I used to, I used to try to school people about inappropriateness and like the whole way to approach somebody to get a gig and approach mm. a venue and now i just i just push them off to nick or zach i'm like that's uh, good like, i'm just it. like i gotta keep my mouth shut yeah. i get myself in trouble well, i mean it, it's it's difficult because like you know how much work blood sweat time and right you've been in, in the game place. for a while and especially like with i'm um, like with the younger generations self-included it, there's a, a huge entitlement privilege issues going on like right. they think they they think that they're so good and that they should be where yeah. you're at where, well, without even taking in, into consideration yeah. how you got there and what you did to yeah. get there. Well, sure. not, e not even not even with that, but the, the younger generation, it's like everything has to be instant, right? Mm -hmm. I want to become a DJ. I want to get booked tomorrow. Yep. Like it's like, right? It's I think that that's the today's mentality in today's society and it doesn't help that um, social media feeds into that as well that, you know, if you want to become something, you can be it tomorrow and like, of course, have that mentality that's good for you, but like, but like, don't be delusional. Uh, right. oh, read, <laughs> read the room. Read the room. <laughs> yeah, there was an entire group of people that hated my guts that I didn't even know who they were. Just because, like, so like, you know, you made it when people hate you. Oh my God, this this <laughs> kid, this kid put a whole story up about me. Go he ahead, was, name he, drop he him. Go ahead, what's the handle? Uh, he, he doesn't deserve <laughs> it. Oh, bro, he he doesn't he deserve he's not even worth saying his name, but. 
But to, to, I mean, why? He Just so so double down entertainment is very very fortunate that venues and and businesses give us the ability to control their calendar completely. Wow. Okay. And so what I mean by that is, if you go to Brew or Uban or Porta or or Tradesman or a- any of our accounts, I'm the one that does the schedule. Gotcha. So if you want to DJ at those places, you have to go through me. Even if it's not a DJ under you. Like, Correct. Okay. Okay. Correct. Wow. So wow. like. So like that's amazing. So like the Hollywoods, the nines, the guys that Mm -hmm. aren't necessarily part of my team officially. Yeah. When they work at a double down account, it goes through me. Okay. Um, And these Porta was very, very popular when it was open. And it was arguably the most popular bar in the city for a while. Yeah. It's the biggest. We were in there. Well, it's closed now. Right now. Um, We were in there when they opened. I was the first DJ to play there. Yeah. The GM heard me play at Ubon. She had a good time. She asked us to get involved. And then she gave me the calendar, which was which was great. So these kids would email the GMs and then the GMs would point them to me. And I would write back very politely like, hey, man, thanks for your interest. But we're all set right now. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't a jerk about it. I just said thanks, but no thanks. It's a business is business. Right. But they took that as me blocking them from working there but they were not even smart enough to understand how it works like, right if i give you the gig i'm taking money away from one of my guys right i don't need to Who? do that mm. and they've earned it and, right. and, mm-hmm. and they deserve it port is a great room and it's a really fun place to play and, mm-hmm. and my guys deserve that they work really hard and they've done a lot of shitty shifts for me over the years mm, that yeah. mm-hmm. aren't so fun so yeah, I found out there was like a whole contingent of younger DJs that actually hated my guts that I I didn't. Damn. And like the kid, the one kid reached out to me and I was like, my man, I got to be honest with you. I, I don't know who you are. <laughs> and like, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to big time you. Like, I really don't know who you are. Oh, man. Yeah. But it's just, it's a weird world. It, it, there's very few industries in the world where someone will send you a message and ask to take your job. Huh. I never even like, thought about wow. that. Like, like think about it the w- like think about it that way. Like it, yeah, there's that's very wild. few industries where someone feels comfortable sending you a message huh. to take your job. And it and it's it's just crazy that like they expect it like the immediacy of it because it's like if you really respected the industry that you want to play in, then you should respect that's very hard to get into and to get accounts like right. Porta. Like just right. the fact that he thinks he could send a message and you're like, All right, you you know what this Friday night so we're supposed to be fucking packed. You got it, my yeah. you, got you got it. it. Well uh, and so <laughs> like show respect. It's it, or listen, or, I, or read the room. <laughs> right. I mean listen, uh, the, the the reading the room is a big is a big it's problem. A big, even <laughs> now in today's world, read the zoom. Anything a, read r- the a book, zoom. a Zoom, the room, <laughs> read it. Yo. I don't even turn my camera on half the time. I've been wearing sweatpants for nine straight months. So <laughs> the first time I put jeans on in like months. You look fabulous. Oh, oh my God, you, fa- you. that was a bad word. You look great. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're down how many pounds? Almost 40. Fuck. See, yeah. Well, while everybody's gaining weight, self-included, during quarantine. Yeah. Weiss decided yeah. to lose 40 pounds. <laughs> big Talk deal. about well, so, a, so a quarantine glow up. I went the other way first. And then my almost four-year-old told me my belly looked big, and I got really pissed off. And so, yeah, she looked at me. She's like, Daddy, your belly's big. And I was like, all right, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to go like, cry. Like, we'll see. We'll see. Damn, so you're telling me that the motivation that I need is to go interact with a four-year-old and have her tell yeah. me. Got so, it. Like, she literally patted my belly like I was Santa, and she's like, your belly's big. And I was like, you little bitch. Great. Right. Put her on FaceTime right now. <laughs> Listen, she's tough. That's actually, so obviously you're a dad. And obviously you have been in your relationship for a very long time. How was Val through all of this? 
because like the late nights yeah. that they're not easy and what is she's a teacher I mean, yeah she's a teacher and yeah. and you know you have a schedules and you have a very successful career right but like yeah. very demanding but that's the thing like it took you a while to get to this point like how was it like through those hard times of like is this gonna i mean you you have a, a wife and you have two beautiful girls and it's like you, i'm sure the pressure of having to support them in a very non-traditional nine to five right you know it's stressful um so before we had kids um before we had kids and before you know we even thought about starting mm-hmm. a family there was a point in time where val kind of sat me down mm-hmm. and she's always been supportive let, let, let me start with that she's always been super supportive and she was also with me before i started this right so she watched all the hard, the hard work, work and yeah. like I was leaving dinners early and I was canceling date nights and I was d- because when I would get a call at eight o'clock that somebody canceled, you I, would, take I it. would leave and go because yeah. this was important to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I left a lot of plans on the table that that, you know, uh, were probably a little bit hurtful at yeah. some points. And because um, you could have had a completely different life if you stayed at the law firm. Correct. Com- like comfortable. Correct. Comfortable. Yeah. But you would have been home for dinner. And you would like it just would have been so different like that. It could have been a whole different life for her. So right when she sat you down, did she give you like an ultimatum? Was she still okay with it? Like what so the she sat me down because the partying got a little bit much. Okay. Um, okay. I was drinking a bunch and I was, you know, like so in this life and you know this a little bit as a server in this life. When you get done your nine to five, you don't go home and go right to sleep. Um, you know, you go to happy hour, you go, to, <laughs> you run some errands yeah. or you do some plans. Well, my happy hour started at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so there were some nights where I'd get home at five or six in the morning and I'd be all fucked up. And, and she would, and at one point she sat me down and she was like, you know, we live totally different lives on yep, the weekends. Right. right. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, you're a zombie from, from, you know, when I wake up till six o'clock and then you shower and get dressed and go back out and then you're a zombie. And then you're up and ready to run a marathon. Right. Opposite schedules. Right. And she's up and like she's taking the dog out and she's dealing with the dog all day because we had a dog and and it was it. She sat me down and I was like, you know what? Like that was the moment where I chilled out a little bit. So was there a moment um, where you were like, oh, my God, I I might lose her. I might lose what I have. It was in that moment. Wow. Um, It was in that moment. Where she looked at me and she was just like, listen, like we live different lives and you're partying too much. Was she having conversations with you before that bigger one? So my wife is very non-confrontational. Okay. Um, she, and I fire real fast and, mm-hmm. and then I get frustrated when someone doesn't fire back as fast as I do. Yeah. And I have to like, even after 15 years, we sometimes <laughs> have to like, I have to remember that Val's still Val right, right, right. and yeah. I'm still me. And yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she was just like, listen, like I, I just, it's just a lot. Like, you know, you're working full time and yeah. then you're working another full time job pretty mm-hmm. much. And we were, we were starting to grow a little bit at this time, but not like it wasn't, it wasn't necessary for me to stay at mission until four or five in the right. morning. And it wasn't like, you know, it's not like I'm a single guy. I, I have a significant other at home right. and it, I, I just, right. I, I should have been home or I should have at least called and said, Hey, I'm staying out a little later or whatever. Right. Like, which is always the thing too. It's never, you know, it's never like, Hey, you were out. It's like, just tell me where the fuck you like are. There, there right. Has to be right? Because especially like, like last night when I stayed out to four in the morning, if that meant I had to cancel today cause I was too hungover to this or to that, that, that affects Gabby. Like that's no longer affecting like just me. Whereas sure. like for you, it's like if, if, she can take the you saying out all night but if that means that she can't have her day with you and like you guys do right. day night because you're too tired from staying all night yeah. right. and that's not fair well that's the other thing like i was i was grumpy 
You right, know, yeah. like right, I was right. tired and groggy, like, not right, all there. Right. And like, I didn't, I would just, and I'm not a late sleeper. So I would just lay around being mm-hmm. miserable. Like yeah. I was just like, I would <laughs> just like, I wasn't like <laughs> sleeping till 4 PM. I was just laying there like, Oh, I feel like shit. Yeah. Like, right, right. And just complaining. And yeah. she's like, well, you did this bro. Like, right, you're like yeah. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's but yeah, you. it was in that moment. And so I chilled out a little bit. And then when the kids came, um, so Nick has been sober for almost eight years now. Right. Um, wow. Yeah. He just celebrated eight years a couple, a couple months ago. Okay. Then it is eight. Um, but Nick and I used to get drunk, drunk together, like drunk, drunk. Um, <laughs> Damn, I can't imagine Nick drunk. Oh my God. We used to get a bottle for just the two of us in the public <laughs> oh house booth. Like, it was, it was bad. It was bad. And like, so I'm not a drinker. I'm a partier. What right. I mean by that is like, I don't go home and have a beer or a glass of wine or a drink. Same. Like yep. I go out and get drunk. Get You're a social up. drinker. Right. I'm a partier. I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't really love alcohol. Mm-hmm. I just, I like being drunk. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so Nick told me years ago when he first had uh, when Olivia was born, he was like, listen, you can fix tired, but you can't fix hungover. Mm, and wow. I, and I was like, I was like, That's, is that that is belongs real? in like a fortune cookie? Holy yeah. shit. So he was just like, I, I had to stop drinking because like your kids don't care, care, especially when they're little. So I right. was hungover with Madison one time. And I never did it again. Wow. I can't. Im- I know how I am hungover. I'm paralyzed. I'm crawling from my bathroom and like throwing up on my floor on the way there, thinking yeah. I'm dying. I can't imagine having a crying toddler. No. Yeah. To worry about. And, and you're right because they don't understand. No. And it doesn't matter. No, not even a little bit. You're literally dead. And Maddie had really, really bad acid reflux. So like she didn't sleep like a normal toddler. She was up gotcha. every 15 or 20 minutes for that oh. first three months oh, that she was alive. That's horrible. We finally figured it out, and, and she was fine, but, like, that first three months was, was brutal. Was brutal. Right. And, like, I left the hospital at one point to DJ a gig <gasps> and came back to the hospital. Like, I'm that kind of lunatic. So <laughs> I hung over one time. Wow. And I was just like, you know what? You can't do it. I, I can't uh-huh. do it. And I won't I won't do it again because yeah. I felt like a piece of shit. Yeah, right. Like, I felt the like... anxiety. I felt, no, I felt like a scum. I was yep, like, she, right. like, I can't. Because it's probably different with Val because, you know... You're two functioning adults, right? Where you can talk shit out, but like you can't talk through shit with a kid. Like they don't get that you're hungover. And so I didn't mention this, but in the first couple years that I was building this, Val was coming out with me all the time. Yeah, so so she was with me. But then as we got older and like she started to like her career was going off too. Right, right. And like we started talking about starting a family and we bought a house and all this other shit. It was like, you know what? Like I don't really want to be at mission or public house for you know, two nights a weekend. Like I just don't want to do it. So that's when it got whatever. But yeah, she's been pretty supportive. But like I said, like the the partying when I have a hotel room, I'll I'll I'll, I'll drink, you know, yeah. like because mm-hmm. I know I don't have to drive anywhere. Right. I also live far. Yeah. Yeah. So like so the driving becomes a little. It, it, it's it, part of the puzzle piece. You got to right. take that into consideration right. every time. Right. Huh. So like on nights that I'm going to drink, like if it's my birthday or whatever, I take a car. in. Yeah. Because yeah. I just it's just not worth. It's not. Yeah. It's not worth the aggravation. For sure. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just not. But yeah. It ruins your night or you think about it the whole time or. Yeah. Or just like you hurt yourself. You hurt somebody else. It's mm-hmm. just uh, like that's a big problem in mm-hmm. this world. Right. So you got responsibilities. Yeah, you got, got you got two got little it. two little angels. Oh, hmm? God. Angels. So, yeah. Angels <laughs> yeah. They're they're little for the moment, but yeah. they eventually are going to grow yeah. up to be people that yeah. go out to clubs. So, so how do you feel about yeah, that, so, Dad? So, yeah, Dad, girl, Dad. First of all, you have two girls. I do. I do have two little girls. Yeah. 
my th- for three-year-old is going to be four tomorrow. Oh, oh my God. Well, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Whenever Mads. you listen to this, whenever um, you your dad's awesome. Yeah. But so by that point, I plan on having full security details. <laughs> I, so like we're in the process of, uh, you know, there's there's certain things I could share, certain things I'm not. We're in the process of owning a few venues or part owning a few uh-huh. venues. Um, so one of the small businessman lo- flex, low key flex. Yeah. So one of the things I want to do is see that's uh, where the degree comes in handy. Is be all I, I want to be all encompassing. Like I want right. to be an agency that yeah. handles all of it. So that would be security too. So it's uh, they'll be like the first children of nightlife. You White, know, like damn. Voice comma Jason DJ business owner control freak. <laughs> oh my god. So but I'm just like picturing like obviously like when I go out to like meet you in the city and I'm sitting there begging to. For Lizzo to play, and I'm dropping it low, and I'm chugging all these shots. Like, I could be your daughter one day for a DJ. Thanks, Liz. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why would you do that Thanks. to him? One, because it's not wrong. Okay, girls can go out and have fun too. So, girls just wanna so have listen. Fun. I, so I talk a big game, and I talk a lot of shit, and, I, and I'm very protective of them. But there's got to be some reality here, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. they're gonna go out and they're gonna do their thing, and they're gonna have a good time. Yeah. I just you want to know how you ruin it for them? You're, you still got to be the DJ. <laughs> yeah. So, so that I'll be super old at that point. I'll be like, I'll be like old, old. Love it. But what? But what's really important to me is that they know that. And this is gonna sound really corny, but what's really important to me is that they know that if they get themselves in trouble, that we could bury the bodies together. Just call Aww. me. Like, just call oh, me. Yeah, you are very like, father daughter date. Like, we'll just listen. I know where to bury the bodies, and I know how to do it. So just call me, and we'll do it together, and we can sit in jail together but like i just i don't want them to ever to be in a situation where they feel like they can't tell me because they're nervous right. and like that's right. super i love important that to me. i love that because so important I, we've talked about it on, on other uh, uh, podcast episodes but like me growing up i grew in a very um immigrant cultural different lifestyle so when i grew up i kept everything mm-hmm. from my parents like i'm yeah. telling like everything and that's something that i wish i had i wish i had something that like I could have related to them where I could feel comfortable be like, yo, like I fucked up, yeah. but I'm sorry, but I need help. Yeah. And I think that's awesome, especially being a father of two very young girls, like to be right. able to like mm-hmm. say that confidently right now that when it gets to that point, like if they fuck up or if they're in a situation, right. like you'll be like, yeah, we'll deal with it, but we're also going to fix it together. Yeah, so I'm really hard on them. And like, I'm really glad I don't have boys because if I, <laughs> like, no, and like Val and I joke about it. Like I, because of what I see every weekend mm-hmm. and because of what I've yeah. experienced and because I want to help, you know, my social media presence, like we yeah. talked mm-hmm. about, I see, I don't want my daughters to be like that. Yeah. Um, I really don't, but the world they live in is different than the world I grew For up sure. in. Mm-hmm. And like, I, and I just want them to know that they're going to fuck up. And <laughs> they're going to do stupid shit. And like, it's probably going to be on Snapchat. Right. right. <laughs> like, listen, just, just be careful. Yeah. And like, if we have to figure something out, then we will. But my parents, my dad was like that with me, and I think it's important. And, like, I fucked up a million times. I got myself in a ton of trouble. So, like. I love, um, to piggyback off that real quick, I actually love that you just brought up your parents. I don't know the relationship you have with your parents. How were they accepting of this career choice? Oh, Liz, you don't have enough time for this. (laughs) Oh, man. So. So please tune into a part two. uh, (laughs) So my parents are still married. Oh. And I don't talk to my mom. Oh. I didn't know they were still married. They're still married. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Do um, you have a relationship with your father? I own a couple businesses with my dad. I talk to my dad four or five times a day. Wow. Wait, when was when? Can I ask you when was the last time you talked to your mom? So we we've talked. 
I haven't seen my mother in eight years. How far does she live from you? She lives in North Jersey still. When was last? Uh, did she see her grandchildren? Nope. She never met her grandchildren. She's she never met them. She wasn't invited to my wedding. Um, How are they able, able to keep that so separate? Like if they're still together, like it's one thing if they were divorced, like they just like don't. It's just a don't so talk about policy. If I had to, if I having no medical training or, you know, any sort of uh, mental health really training mm-hmm. other than my own experiences with it, yeah. uh, I would tell you that my mother's pretty sick. Okay. Um, and I made a decision a couple years back that her demons couldn't be mine anymore. Right. Um, and unfortunately, my mom and I will never see eye to eye. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I've, I've, listen, I've made a bunch of mistakes there too, and I handle things wrong. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm certainly You're human. Yeah. 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 But the, the, the kid. Right. But, uh, you know, I, the way she spoke to my wife will never be okay with me and the way that wow. she speaks to my brother. So I was always the protector of, of my brother. Okay. Okay. Um, You're older. I'm older. Yeah, I'm the yeah. older one. Um, and so, I mean, listen, this this could go on for hours. But to make a long story short, she just – she won't change and she won't mm. admit what she's done wrong. And I'm not going to sit there and just be like, hey, I'm a terrible person. I'm really sorry I hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't feel that way. Right. I, I feel like – I feel like we both did some shit and if you're not going to sit at the table with me and give right. me the same energy yeah. I'm giving you, then whatever. Like, and I've asked her to put her bullshit aside and meet her grandchildren and she's she choosing can't. not to do that because she can't get over the fact that she wow. thinks that I really hurt her. And that, listen, that's her cross her, her, the bear. Right. That's, right, 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 that's, right, right. that's her shit. And so my dad comes to visit the girls all the time and, and we meet down the shore and we meet at my house and, and we meet, in other places and but yeah um so i'm assuming your dad respects what you do in your career um maybe not i think he does now yeah Um, right 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 right. he's also my accountant so like like, he knows (laughs) kind of has to right he knows like he knows the ins and outs of my business like so yeah he knows it's a real business and he knows that it's very successful and he knows that unfortunately given everything that's happening it's it's ugly right my industry and for for our industry yeah um but yeah, I mean, he 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 knows that I'm very good at, at what I do as far as the business side of this and as far as the entertainment side of it, and he knows what my plans are for the future. That's amazing. So, but my dad's always that guy that's like, "You sure you want to do this?" You yeah, know, like, right. He's like, he supports you, but with caution. Sure. Caution. So, they so just like, don't you know, get yeah. it. So like, so even when I bought my house, he's like, "Well, you know, now's not really a great time." Mm-hmm. Or like, right, right, I told right. him that we were going to be partners in this new venue that's opening, and he was like, "Would well, you have to put any money in?" It's like, yeah. "Well, that's not what I'm telling." Like, <laughs> right. Just say fucking right. congratulations. But also, right. like, right. like, that's it. it. Exactly, to be fair, exactly. that's like. That's a parent, you no, know, it like is, that. It is. And it's also it is. a parent in that time, like right. that. Like they, they right. grew up in a totally different yeah. time. Right. I, I get it to some extent, so I'm, I'm I'm happy that you have the relationship with him. How was it kind of navigating around other people? Because I'm like I, I already know, like being in the industry that we're in, that people don't get it and people do judge. Like, oh, you're a DJ. That's what you do. Well, I mean, I told you this before we started <laughs> this that like there's a very different look I get when I say I'm a DJ or I say I own an entertainment company. Right. You know? Like there's right. a very different look when I say, well, I've I DJ at Porta or I say we've worked with every major artist in the country. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. there's a different look that you get when you say certain things um yeah. the dj world like the bartending world and the serving world is never going to get the respect it deserves because right. people don't understand it you know you make more money in a four-hour shift than 
Some people make all week. Then a typical nine to five. You know, you you in the photography world, you you could do a gig that takes two hours and you could make the money that somebody makes in a a month. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And like the same thing goes for us, you know, and so people. But the difference is that it's a ours is a grind, right? We I think as I mean, I speak for myself as like a freelancer, but I think. For your world, it's 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 some portion of a fr- an extension of a freelancer, like a DJ, right? Sure. And also the 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 serving the serving the industry is like up to you, right? But that's the thing you you get what you put into it, yeah. Sure. Which which makes the career uncomfortable because you could have a week where it's like shit. I just made a shitload of money and I feel good. I had a lot of gigs, and then you have an off week where you're like, I only had two bookings. You know, it's it, it you it's hot or cold. Right, oh, you see, know? I've done that a million times. Right, like right. I've had a, I've had a exactly, and like so it's e- just easier for people to judge. But that's what I mean. Like it's, it's so much easier to have. And listen, this isn't nine to fives are great for people who can do it, but like sure. some people aren't built for that. And if you, you know, you, you get comfortable in that kind of sense, but you have to be willing to put in the work if you're going to go for a job that you need to put a little bit more grind and hustle. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, with with this world, especially now during the pandemic, I thought about going back to corporate America a million times. Yeah, well, I, I wow. we gotta dive wow. into we gotta dive into the pandemic. Like, the, sure, your the, the your whole fucking industry, yeah, is fucked. So we went just to give you a little bit of the numbers. Yeah, we went please. from doing two hundred and fifty events a month on a slow month. Two hundred and fifty a month. Wow. Yeah, to wow. f- over the summer we do five hundred events a month at the wow. minimum. Wow. So Holy we went, shit. so we went, when March hit, we went from 300 events to zero mm-hmm. overnight. Right. Um, and then we were very lucky and we were way luckier than a lot of people because of some of our relationships and because mm-hmm. of some of our partnerships mm-hmm. and things like that, that we were able to kind of stay a little bit relevant and yeah. work in uh, some outside venues and some things like that. But yeah, um, we went from... I don't know, like four or five thousand gigs, like prospected in in uh, in two th- in twenty twenty to, I don't know, maybe five hundred. Oh my oh gosh! My gosh. What um, did what was your first? This is one of your yeah. What 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 like what was your initial reaction when the pandemic happened? Like, so were you like everybody else? Were you like, oh shit, I can't work for two? Like, I'm like guessing I in this your was two weeks. Yeah, in yeah. your situation, I'm guessing it's like, oh fuck, we gotta cancel these these events from March. What twelfth to March thirtieth right. or some shit right. like that? It was March fourteenth. Yep. And you came to see me. Yes, I at did. Brew. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. I did. Because you know how to get people out. You tell them to stay the fuck in. <laughs> that weekend was the busiest everywhere, in- job included. Like, Correct. like people. Right. Because everybody just panicked that they were. Like, this is our last night. Yeah. Let's go. Our last in. night for two weeks. Yep. So there was mm-hmm. a very small group of people that were nervous about COVID back then, and for the most part, the city of Philadelphia was being told that, or the country was being told that young people in within our kind of age bracket yeah. and mine's a little bit older than yours but that people within a certain range were safe yeah yeah so brew was about as busy as i've ever seen it and i wasn't right. supposed to work that night but people got nervous and i, uh-huh. I was like listen I, it's this is the last time i'm gonna work i'll just take it right so i took it and it was slammed it slammed. was absolutely slammed and so i was if i'm being honest at first i was like this is bullshit mm-hmm. like Right. This, this isn't like this isn't scary. And it's just if you two get weeks. it, you're going to get the flu and whatever. Two weeks. Right. Two weeks turned into a month. A month turned into two months. Two months turned into nine months. And, and here and, we are and almost here we two are. and a half months to 
March. Year. Correct. At what point <laughs> did you realize that it, this was bigger than what you anticipated? Like, when did you make that fucking final decision to be like, okay, we, I got to do something right now? Memorial Day weekend. Okay. Memorial Day weekend. Okay. Yeah. So Memorial Day weekend is one of our busiest. It's, I was gonna say, yeah. For um, me, it was when they canceled March Madness. Like, I when they fu- when they canceled March Madness, like we were supposed to be making a lot of money, and not even like me as a server making a lot of money. That is a lot of money for a lot of people oh, that yeah. have a lot of money. Oh yeah. It was yeah. huge when they Clubs, canceled it. Clubs, venues, restaurants. So Memorial Day weekend is a so huge thing. So Memorial Day weekend was the date we had in our head that we were going to go back right. to like right. full swing. Right, where yeah. you're like, we're going to go balls to the walls. Right. It's going to be epic. It's going to be amazing. Right. Two back weeks to normal. Two months, no big deal. We actually we had, had plans summer. to book a major, major artist for Memorial Day weekend. Really? Yeah, down in Atlantic City. A, ma- a major, wow. major artist because it was like, ah, fuck it. We're just going to just gonna go yeah, out. Why not? We're going to throw, like, yeah. like. People are going to be itching for this moment, right? Right, and now we're planning on doing that for next <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. Hey, knock on wood. Like, Wait. <laughs> so it was Memorial Day weekend when, when I kind of was like, what? So also, Pennsylvania had a big problem with the with the unemployment and the yeah. and the and like yeah. the, the pandemic assistance yeah. and all that shit and like it still not worked out for a lot of people. Nope. A lot of right. people still didn't get a lot of money. So no. it, it for me it was like okay now now what now what right. yeah. and so we started at the very beginning of quarantine this thing called shut in sessions. Every mm-hmm. DJ on the planet decided they wanted to stream. Yeah, and I said no. I said I don't want to do it. I don't like it. I, I doesn't hold my attention. I've been DJing my entire life. It feels like and right. watching somebody DJ in their bedroom is not mm-hmm. for me. It doesn't it doesn't yeah. entertain me. Mm-hmm. What I want to do is put out a mix every single day right. from 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 the second quarantine started to it was supposed to go till April. Right. Well, all of a sudden, April was not a thing. And right. It was like, OK, like, fuck, like, wh- are we still doing this? It's it's the middle of May. Right. And we got some big names on our show. Yeah. We, we, had some, we had some big yeah, names. They were Dope. Yeah, they were really good. Thank you. Yeah. Like it was just nice having like new music to yeah. like listen to. So, and, yeah. and we thought it was cool because it was different. No, every DJ no one else was right. doing what a you, different yep. mix from a exactly. different DJ every day. I Everyone told you was streaming. Was. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That led to the radio station. Right. Um so yes. that led us to Sirius XM and that led us to Pipple's Globalization. Yep. Somebody the, the right people kind of shout got out Mr. Of, Worldwide. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a he's actually a incredibly intelligent human being. I'm yeah, I'm sure. Um, he was a pain in the ass when we worked with him in, in friggin' Mexico. But yeah. I had a, I had a uh, I had to get a stool. Yeah. And I had to make sure that my flash wasn't on. Yeah. And I it know. Was, he was his self-conscious boner about was, his was ready. He was there. Hey, listen, listen. <laughs> well, whatever the dude, works. The party, listen, you know? everybody has their insecurities. Well, every, every, everybody's got their thing, you know. Um, <laughs> when you work with artists, that you'll see is where the weird <laughs> shit that happens. But uh, yeah, so we started doing that, and then the radio station happened, and and we kind of pivoted to that, but. Yeah. All of these things don't generate revenue. Mm-hmm. They so you've been grinding for no money. Uh, yeah, we've been working very hard for for little to no money. Right, um, right. But well your creative juices have been flowing. Yeah, that's like that's the thing. You've had to kind of adapt. Yeah. A- again, the adapter in the room. How are you able to keep the creative juices when everything is like shit right now? Because it, it, it's like hard. I can't. I can't even imagine like my livelihood depending on it. Like we've gotten a lot of wins though. You know, yeah. like we've gotten a lot of wins. We got the Snipes partnership at the very beginning. Um, we had the radio station, the shut in sessions mm-hmm. got a ton of love. Yeah. Um, and then the radio stations seen yeah. a ton of love, you know, uh-huh. like, um, I mean, you, I mean, under, under Pitbull, he's the, you know, everybody knows who he is. Yeah. I mean, listen, and we he's have Mr. A Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we also, so like people don't realize this. We're 11 a.m. here, 
but we're 8 a.m. Right, on the exactly. West Coast. Right. So like we we catch a whole new audience of people driving to For work sure. every right. single Friday. Like yep. wow, we've gotten so a lot of really cool messages from people that never heard of us before. That oh, were that's just awesome. Like, oh yeah, like they'll slide that's in so our cool. DMs all the time and be like, like you start my Friday off. And, oh, and that's so fucking it's, cool. It's awesome. That's so right. so fun. Right. But it, th- listen, you're not getting paid, but like uh, that's got to feel good, you know, because everybody's going Different through this shit payment, right now. Yeah. yeah, and like listen, we're still love what we do like, right you can't be in this world if you don't love right DJing. the grind and the hustle and, and the passion right and for us getting people to feel that way on a friday is is important to us right. and it's always going to be important to us sure. whether you're in the same room as them or not yeah right and my team has worked incredibly hard to keep the energy and the and the positivity up it's been it's been hard it's been yeah. really hard and it hasn't been fun yeah. And there's some days where there's some days yeah, where we yeah. break some shit. Your, your <laughs> whole world f- like flipped upside down. Like you didn't say like you, you're full time with your kids right now, like mm-hmm. at home, right. which normally like you, you're out in the city, you're out at clubs, like you're around thousands. You're of going people. from project A to project Z and you, you know? never right. stop. And now it's like you, you like po- like your mental, your, your mind can't stop, but your body has to be at home constantly. And it's like right. how how are you adapting to that so the way i explain it to people is when you decide and and i think gabby can kind of attest to this with 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 her business when you decide to go out and work for your own for yourself and you put everything into your business it's one thing to do it and to have it not work Mm -hmm. like you can there's 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 some pride in that it's like listen i gave it a shot Mm -hmm. and it didn't work i gave it my all blood sweat and tears right but but it just didn't work and now ours was working yeah. yeah. And and I lost everything overnight yeah. through no fault of my own. And it took yeah. me a lot to swallow right. that. And it's still hard for me to swallow. I'm now. sure. Yeah. But like, I know when this is over, we have made as many right moves behind the uh-huh. scenes as we could. That's amazing. And I know that we're going to come out of this on top. And mm-hmm. I keep a very close, you know, contact with all yeah. of our partners. When the world opens back up, we're going to open back up with it's gonna it. It's going to be fucking right. sick. Right. And we have Dude. a couple surprises for people. Um, we got a couple <laughs> surprises coming. And we can't <laughs> wait. Some surprises for the groupie. Yeah, we, we, have, we have a couple surprises coming. And, like, listen, there's just, there's little things. There's little, you got to take the little wins yeah. throughout all this. You have to take the little wins and the little bit of positivity. I am very lucky that I'm able to grind this out because a lot yeah. of people that I know are not. Yeah, but again, it, it with respectfully so I, I completely agree with that but it's also like at some point like it became a choice like you could have dude you could have like sat this one out like it is a global pandemic and it would have been a no fault if if you're like you yeah. know what my head isn't here right now yeah. i can't do this right now i don't know what to do i'm scared yeah. i'm this Li- I'm that. life didn't train you yeah for this. and you're no. just like and the fact that like you still like you got to give yourself a, a lot of fucking well earned deserved credit here because yeah. you could have felt all that which i'm sure you did yeah. and instead of working th- like instead of working through it the way that you did you could be like guys i'm sending this one out and uh, you would have lost i'm sh- like you would have lost a lot i'm sure like when money comes involved and the relationships but again it, you didn't have to do any of it it is a global pandemic it was a, ne- a worldwide it wasn't your fault and it wasn't your fault yeah. listen we we've i felt that a million times I'm sure. um and and again that's credit to my team and that's credit yeah. to my wife and that's credit to you know um i look at my yeah. kids so i i posted about this on on facebook but I was looking for jobs the yeah. one day and, and Maddie was sitting next to me and she's I only saw. three. Well, yeah. Um, and she was sitting next to me and I, she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, Mads, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to try to find a new job. And she was like, but daddy, you're a DJ. Oh, 
and, and I kind of looked at her and I was like, what? And she was like, you got to do that DJ thing, dad. You're like, you got to do that DJ thing. Like you're a DJ. And Did I you just die right then and there? So she, she <laughs> well, makes, like she said she had, you had a big belly. Yeah. She's like, she's like, you're a DJ. And I was like, you know, she I'm doesn't not. lie. <laughs> no, but like they've made me very soft, uh, where I'm not Aww. soft. Like I'm not, but girl, dad, but, but she, 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 she kind of saw something that maybe I didn't and she's little, but my wife has wouldn't let me fall. Um, uh -huh. and, awesome. and I try and I, I wanted to a few times. And you know, like I said, I ate my feelings for the first like two or three weeks. And it, it's uh, the whole thing sucks. It sucks yeah. for restaurants. It, su it sucks for everybody. There's it there's really not does. a person in the world that hasn't been affected by this. Uh, I, I you know. know. And that could be positive or that can be negative. There's Except a lot of people for that Jeff made Bezos. Dude. Yeah. There, th there's a lot of people that made a lot of money. I have a friend that works for Cisco, um, which is uh, and sh yeah. and she sells she sells teleconferencing equipment. Every oh, single every it. single business in the world <laughs> had to learn how to teleconference. She so is fucking killing, killing it. it. She's killing it. Killing she's making it. a killing. And like she can retire next month. <laughs> which like, is like kudos. Like like that's that's listen, yeah. somebody always Get gets rich during a crisis. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. You're not always. Wrong. Um Do I wish I invested in plastic and um what else was going on? Do you what? know who made the most money? Plexiglass. That's what that's that's what I meant. That's plexiglass. What I meant. Every establishment has to have it. It is yeah. everywhere. Did you read that article though? No, I didn't they, read that. They article. were about to lay off like a hundred thousand people. Shut the fuck up. Because straight plexiglass, like straight, just plexiglass, didn't have a ton of value anymore. Yeah, who it, needs it? It didn't have a ton of uses. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, here comes COVID. Right. And then all of a sudden, this shit happened, and everybody and their mother needs a no fucking plexiglass fucking board. Way. Yeah, I'm plexiglass happy. made. I'm happy for plexiglass. Kudos. Go again. fuck yourself. Plexiglass. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I want to go back to work. I'm sick of this I, shit. I know. I I think the entertainment. I don't think the 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 suffering of the entertainment and the hospitality yeah. industries are getting any anywhere near the awareness that needs to be brought. So, so, so they're is, not. They're fucked. They're not. But everyone's saying save restaurants which listen save restaurants please please save restaurants yeah. but, that's but nobody's talking about the other industries uh, yeah. no one's talking about the event planners the event or the pla florists right. or the photographers or uh, the or the djs yep. or the, the caterers or the caterers or the, the or venues the, the, listen the liquor companies they're not starving so i'm not going to include them yeah. in that don't, don't include them. but but listen but even even like the red bull people or like the uh -huh. this people like there's a there's a lot of different people that are struggling from this and then the rules keep changing every five minutes right you know? and right like, and that's like, the thing because once you once you get accustomed to the new rule and you're like all right we're gonna put as much creativity into whatever the right. new rule is in a well, flip of a switch it changes the next day and it's just like what the fuck we just put all effort into this new fucking way right. of trying to live to save our business and then it's like actually that's not but that's gonna what, work that's what i'm saying because we're in the industries where we're, we're all in the industries yeah. where you have to you're up to yourself and you adapt or die, and we can figure out a way to make money literally in anything. It's the event planners, the florists. Like, you get creative. You start selling right. f flowers out of your home that you've been growing for the past couple of years. You start planning a virtual events. Whatever you have to do, yeah. we right. do it. And, like, that's, like th that's just the kind of people we are. That's why we're in this industry. I but it's, like... You, you, like I, we figured out how to make money with the restrictions. You're like, okay, like yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out. Right. And then it's like you take it away, and it's like, what do you expect us to do now? Like, right. like, like we have nothing. Like you're you're taking literally everything away. And from and us. that would be different if the money that was coming in was to help those businesses yeah. would be of some significance. We got what at this point? It averages out to what two dollars a day. Like, I, and I don't know, like a small business. Like, do do are you even are you even counted in like the small business? Voice? Yeah, technically, but yeah, I, but but, I've, not. but but not really because right. my employees, the guys that work for me, they're not 
they're not on payroll. Right. They don't have right. a payroll. Right. They're all 1099 independent contractors. Right. So technically, they don't count. When you apply for one of those PPP loans, I don't have a payroll right. to show them. So they Which isn't fair. Like, right. like No, it's not. And so the other thing the PPP loan doesn't talk about is the fact that you're missing lost revenue. It covers yes. your payroll okay. and right. it covers your expenses, right. but it wasn't like as a business owner, I make money off my company making money. Well, you didn't cover my lost revenue. You right. didn't cover that 500 events that we lost yep. last month. Like I take a small cut from each one of those events. That's how yeah. the company makes money. Mm -hmm. You canceled all that. And then you told me like, well, you did very well last year. It's like, well, fuck you. I was working. Fuck you. I, I worked, I worked <laughs> of course you, I did well right. last and year. And also like, not that it's any of anybody's goddamn business. If you made a hundred million dollars in, in your first year that you worked so fucking hard and you spent a hundred million dollars, that right. is your fucking prerogative. Right. Because it, to you, you're like, I'll just work as hard as right. next year. You didn't, you didn't prepare a for a pandemic. Who, who would prepare? And like, also like to prepare to it to the extent that like, there is no help insight well like there's a million like, things they're not talking about so like yeah. our friends out of boston that own a they i think brandy owns like 17 venues okay. he's started this this campaign called where's the plan and what he's basically saying is is that you guys have told us that we're not allowed to work but our mortgages are still coming in yeah our, 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 our rent our car insurance yeah. our rent our insurance our, right our Everything. our utility bills are yeah. going up because we're home you're you're telling us that we're not allowed to work which we won't and if we work you're going to either take our liquor license or strip our business license or you're going to fine us like i don't necessarily agree with that gym in jersey Me but, either, but but i get yeah. but i get it but you get it i right. get it you get like i don't yeah. i don't necessarily agree with that and i think at this point he's too far gone to Yo, like yeah, stop yeah he, he can't yeah he yeah. can't stop cuz he's like it's the bad. face of the whatever but i mean they're at a million dollars in fines i know yeah that's crazy and so like but cuz it's also it is not I mean, I don't know the way that the it's not like there's like a new law in place like it, it's not illegal to work and it's yeah. not illegal to own a business business and it's not illegal to make a livelihood out of the right. business that you built. So you're just telling us this and you're like going to find it for us. But like at the other point, like, uh, like, what do you expect us to do? But also the, the, the businesses that are built, the small businesses aren't created from corporations, and right? There's no like there's no like you know, Daddy Warbucks is throwing out money for this. This is people's blood, sweat, and tears that go into something that they've been trying to create right. for right. years and years and years. And it's like if they have, like, it's and it's what, do you, what do you want them to do? Uh, right. And, and the thing is, people are going into survival mode. Right. When you're right. in survival mode, like it's like, all, yep. I, like, if I lose this, I cannot take care of my family. I can't take care of myself. I can't take care of my bills. I can't take care of my car. I can't take care of my medical. Like, th it's, it's survival mode is like, you, you are ready to meet death. So we... We took a lot of shit this summer for operating the way we operated down in Wildwood. Really? Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay. So we had... Because you were doing outside outside DJ venue. So we... My, our partners bought an entire beach block, mm -hmm. and we were going to open up one room of a building, and then we were going to demolish those two buildings and build something new for this summer. Right. Um, when they shut down indoor bars and venues yeah we were lucky enough to have a driveway mm -hmm. right right we right we turned into an outside event space right the abc showed up at least 10 times to no try to way. shut us down oh yeah at least 10 times um and i the last time i was very respectful because this was my first time operating a venue yeah but by labor day i looked at the guy and i was like you know what man like like first of all don't talk to me like this like i don't talk to my three-year-old like this don't talk to me like this you you give me a fine or get the fuck out of my bar right you know like and your tables were six feet apart they and were people d are have to wear a fucking so, so 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 listen we definitely pushed it I, I i'm not gonna lie to you i'm not gonna sit here and tell you that we didn't push it but at the end of the day 
a lot of us weren't getting any money. You know, yeah. and like a lot of us, we, we my partners spent millions of dollars on this right. building survival and, mode. Right. And so that's the whole thing. You know, like y you can't just shut people down. And th the problem and I'm, we don't need to get into politics, but every single person in Congress, for the most part, I, I think it's almost 100 percent. They're millionaires. Yeah. Uh, and so like you have millionaires making decisions for people that aren't even close to being millionaires. Well, because they're not facing any adversity of right. what's happening they with the They don't know what's like right. a struggle, so to them it's like, well, what right. about their savings? Don't they invest all of their earnings into uh, into the stock market? Like, don't they see it's going up? They should they should be prepared for this. One, it, it's, it's one thing to be prepared for a, a serious emergency where your car breaks down, you can't make your mortgage, and it's this, it's this crisis, and your kid's school tuition's due. I get being prepared for life's issues, Asking people to be prepared for fucking not getting paid for almost a year now is yeah. unfucking acceptable. Right. 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 At some point, you got like, and not for nothing, like, like the U.S. had nine months to figure some shit out and to do yeah. some shit differently. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's like, and we trial and error. We abided by it, and we we, right. we didn't work. Everything was shut down, and it's open back up. It's like, y like what y we need to work. Like we can't go back. It's, so it's, it's so not at, so at some point. If the numbers that they're reporting are real, at some point, some personal responsibility has to take in, into consideration. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you are high risk or mm -hmm. if you're elderly yeah, or if you're scared, then please take don't every precaution don't demand. Yeah. But like but I work in a nightclub and we but and you work in a bar. We have to risk ourselves and my health and my family's health just so I can make money. Right. I'm because not doing because you're not making enough from what the government is offering. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing this so I can have a, a, a Friday night out with my girlfriends. I'm do I'm working because I need to pay my rent. Right. So so right. so we took a lot of shit because yeah. of how we were doing business. Wow. And, and 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 I say to those people like, I I owned a bar. You didn't yeah. have to come here. Mm -hmm. Like like it's not a grocery store. It's right. not a hospital. It's not a gas it's station. Not Home Depot because right. that's right. really essential too. Don't forget about Home Depot. Listen, listen, you if, get, if, yeah. Listen, <laughs> if, 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 if your roof is broken and you listen, there's a lot of there's a lot of essential businesses that that are funny and and they they're like. Like my buddy works the loop for holes of it. Just right. Yeah. So 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 like my buddy works for a uh, like um, a fertilizer company. Well, they were essential because they they give fertilizer to the farms and the farms show sure. the food. So like yep. there's a lot of right. There's a lot now. What I can tell you is the casino is not essential. Is <laughs> and, and and I work in casinos, but I can tell you the casino is not essential. But but again, like you don't have to come to my bar. Right. But, like and and if you come to my bar, you're literally as far as I'm concerned, you're willingly taking the risk that you're going to potentially get this airborne virus and mm -hmm. and, and right. that's on you mm -hmm. you're 21 plus years old right. like that's not on me right. to govern right. your grown-up behavior and it's I think true and nowadays like you can get anything delivered to you, you can right get liquor you right. can get right. food you, don't you can get leave. clothes right. you can get anything delivered to you so if you if you feel if some type of way you don't need to leave. If right. you really want me to stay home, then pay me. Pay me. I'd be happy to I, stay home. And that's the and that's the thing. It's not that you wanted to do this. No. It's that you were in survival it mode because choice. the government wasn't supporting Correct. the loss that you would have had right. because you are a self employed. It's your own business. Correct. Like, yeah. Correct. I like I I work shift to shift. Right. Like I, I, I have to work every single day and it's like I could have a really shitty shift and that's why I pick up doubles and it's just like it is what it is and like great I got myself into this industry I've been doing like I've been here for 11 years I could have right. went to an hourly job or nine to five just while I was figuring life out I didn't want to I know that was my choice but I also like I didn't choose for myself at a risk or in a national a, a global pandemic because right. the government doesn't want to help me out right you didn't choose this knowing that next year you would be in this situation right 
No, but people are so also aren't talking about. I mean, I know that we're going to talk about this, but they're not talking about the mental health. Side oh of my god! Oh no! Please Great dive segue. into that. Great like, segue. Like that's not <laughs> like that's not even being addressed. Like I lost everything mm-hmm. overnight. I have yeah. two little kids. I, there's and I'm very, for, but I'm also a saver well, not, and, and, and I'm right. a lunatic. Like I right. planned. So the way I the way I describe it is you plan for a rainy day. You don't plan for a, a nine month long a nine monsoon. Month, right. Like you just don't like right. you don't plan. I, I don't know in this day and age we're the first generation to do worse than our parents. Yep. And in this day yep. and age to to think that people have a nine month nut hidden somewhere <laughs> is, wild. Is, is wild is wild, wild. when fucking the when cost of living like you have right. to work two to three jobs right just to fucking right. be okay I mean, yeah i mean you think about you think about how you live today versus 10 years ago the cost of living has gone up the cost of healthcare has gone up the ha- everything the, the cost of everything. education has gone up and it's right. like and like people are struggling already Pre- without the pandemic yeah like with, with everything sure. and like struggling right. to pay their bills and, and like the mental health aspects of it right i I can't even like I I I don't know the numbers. I I think I've always been afraid to like look up right. the amount of suicides that have gone up. So there due was to more this. suicides uh, in the month of August and September than there was deaths from COVID. Oh, that's I actually lo- I actually know three people that committed Are suicide. Are you kidding me? No. Really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, yeah. Oh. Um, now now listen, I don't. I, I don't know that that was COVID related, right? Right, right. Um, but I don't think that I think that everyone was feeling an additional amount of right. There wasn't pressure. some. There wasn't small some small factor that probably correct. You know, and like we we talked about this before the episode. Like it's really easy to ignore a lot of shit when you're on the go. When you're on the go, sure. When you're at home and you have nothing to do but think. you're spending a lot of time and, and you're already and you already can't handle your anxiety and the depression. Yeah. And the bipolarness and the OCD yeah. and the eating disorders and the, the confidence and insecurity issues. But it's like, so you c- already can't deal with it. All right, great. Now you're going to think about it 24 seven for alone nine months. Yeah. Well, everyone asked me how I lost the weight and I could tell you intermittent fasting, but really it's just crippling anxiety. <laughs> and, and, and then also losing your entire business overnight will make anyone lose a bunch of weight. Apparently you know? that wasn't enough for me. I, need, I think I need somebody to break my heart for me to lose the 15. I listened to that now. episode already too. Like, I've heard that episode too. And I've also been friends with you for a million years. So I've heard a bunch of those. Everything, episodes. right? <laughs> But no, uh, what have you been doing uh, to help your mental health? Uh, I started going to therapy. Um, Which we love therapy. Love it. But it's not easy for like me and Gabby. I think our stories are very unique with the fact of how easy yeah. therapy was. Like, I- I'm sure it's been a struggle for you to find a therapist during a, a pandemic. Well, it's been a struggle to find a therapist for me in general. Like, I haven't had the best experience with, with therapy. And you and I have talked personally mm-hmm. about this uh-huh. a little bit behind the scenes. But yeah, it wasn't a thing for me. Um it, there it was just, just no choice at the like. For no, the it was just like, listen, like I, I'm very devoted to my children and, and I'm very devoted to my wife and I want to make sure that I'm better for them. You want to be the best version for them. But I also mentioned a little earlier my issues with my mother and I don't want to do to my kids what was done mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And that's something that my for brother sure. and I talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we dive into. Um, But I also think that everybody can benefit from either a therapist or a life coach. I think someone can agree. always teach you more than what you know and, and there's somebody that's been where you are yeah. and like but you've been you've 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 lived that mentality throughout your entire life you just explained your whole story and how you utilize people and what they knew like you always walked up to somebody knowing that you can learn something from them so why would mental health be any different like you can wow. learn and grow through any of them yeah no and and you're absolutely right but like i've tried to do the therapy thing yeah. a few times um the first time was i was young uh-huh. um and my mom made me go to therapy mm. 
and uh, there has to be a choice. No, but I also calling the kettle black. I also (laughs) didn't. Oh God, listen, listen, listen. She's got listen. She she hasn't had it easy, my mom, and like I'm not taking away any of her bullshit, but still. Um, but I went to therapy when I was younger, and the guy was very much about that copay. Um, because I remember calling him once when I was little, I was very upset and he said to make an appointment and I was like, Oh God. And I was like, Nope. Like, I think I was in like seventh or eighth grade. You know, my dad was, my dad had a pretty serious surgery. My mom and I were, were just, so I I called and and it took me a lot to call and he told me to make an appointment. So that was it for me. Now my mom had a horrible experience with, with the therapist and you know, that's too dark to go into, but whatever the, when so I in your mindset, you probably had a bad taste in your mouth about what oh, therapy was. Oh, right, yeah. oh, it's gotten even worse. So right. like, the next time I decided to go in person, like I was having some serious panic attacks and uh-huh. like I was super stressed. This was a couple years ago. The guy tried to treat me for PTSD. Like, the he, fuck? like he hooked me up to a headset and he, and he put a light in front of me and was playing na- noises and telling me to like. <gasps> and I looked at him and. I like mean, was that just a new toy for him? So like, you guys know me uh, well enough to know when I when I'm uh, done, I'm done. So yeah. like so like my right. at, so my attitude kicked in and, and he was like, So what are you feeling? I was like, You want the truth? I was like, I'm feeling annoyed. And he was Damn. like, well, I was like, I'm feeling like this is stupid and you're too busy trying to push your bullshit to even hear what I'm saying to mm-hmm. you. Like I don't I I've never went to war. I'm not suffering from PTSD, right. like I have mom issues. Like, right. and this I wanna, isn't that extreme. Right, I'm right, trying to connect right, with somebody. Like, like right. I have mom issues <laughs> and, I, and I have insecurity issues. Like I stuttered as a kid horrendously. I couldn't talk. Really? I was in fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, really bad. Wow. And so like I have, that was the only time I would say that my mom was like proud of me when I like figured yeah. it out. So I'm like, bro, like I, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a fucking soldier. Like, so I, like. First of all, I have better headphones and better lights than you at home. Like if I, <laughs> like, like if, if I wanted to do this, if I wanted to play noises at home and blast lights, I, I would just set my it, shit I up promise. in my basement. Like, if I wanted to have my own like, light show. I literally own every fucking piece of equipment that you have in this room. Like, stop. <laughs> so, yeah, so there was that. And then, like, I, I, you know, and then I had another therapist that, and I tried to do the online thing twice. And, uh-huh. like, and it was okay, but, like, I was doing a lot of talking and not getting a lot of answers. And gotcha. Like, this and that's exhausting. That's it is. exhausting. And like you have to kind of retell your story every time you uh, restart uh-huh. therapy. Yeah, and that's like, true. Uh-huh. You have so to get like, in the right mindset. Right. But like people have to also, your therapist also has to understand you as a human and yeah. understand your story. So like yeah. every time I, I, I gathered enough strength to try to get some help, yeah. I was having to relive all that shit over and yeah. over again. Now, this one seems to be giving me more. She calls me on my bullshit. And like, oh, hell yeah. And like, that's great. Um, and I, we only had a few sessions and, and I just started it. It just like, it just got to be enough for me. Right. That's good. D- during quarantine. It was like, listen, like I'm pretty, I'm pretty smart and, and, and I, and I know what my issues are, but I just, I want somebody to tell me that I'm not crazy mm-hmm. and I want somebody to tell Validation me. Validation is like. Yeah. I just want somebody to tell me that I'm yeah. not, that like, that it's okay for me to feel this right. way. And like, I was, like I said to you guys earlier, I was feeling very heavy. Like yes. I have a lot of people leaning on me and, mm-hmm. and I have. 10 guys that right. that i pretty help much you mentor right, you manage right. you help create money right. for and that's a lot of pressure especially during a pandemic right and then i have a lot of other industry people and other people right. in calling me and asking for advice yeah. and talking about the next move and right. people that's are a lot stressed of responsibility yeah it's a lot on your shoulders you probably felt heavy because you carry everything on your shoulders right and then i was still trying to be a dad and yeah and a husband and a human right and like right and, and then and you gotta look out for yourself 
Yeah, so I did that. I always do that last. And of I course. guess that was kind of the problem. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as far as my mental health goes, like I just feel like everybody can always learn more. Mm-hmm. Or like, sure. I, like I know what my issues are, but I needed somebody to kind of look at me and be like, you know what? This is maybe why your mom was doing that. Or maybe right. this sure. is why. You understand it. Yeah. Right. And she's in the three sessions we might have had already. I think that's all it is. I think I've only had three. Yeah. And she's given me more insight to my childhood than, you've had, than anyone I've talked but the, to but before. The fact, the fact that you've had such bad experiences with them. And you still didn't stop trying, like, because, like, you, you, you're, you're aware and and smart enough to know that there's a benefit to this. There's a reason why people talk yeah. about it, and there's a reason why the therapy exists. Right. Yeah. So the fact that, like, like I, just the fact that you persevered through that, which is, is amazing. So a lot of that was my brother. Okay. Um, okay. Shout out, brother. So, so yeah. So my brother basically he he did the whole therapy thing. So he's he's the timid one. He's the quiet one. He's he's the lamb. I would be the lion. You gotcha. know, and I always stepped in front of the bullet for him when we were growing up. Aww. But he said to me, uh, he doesn't have kids, but he loves, 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 loves my my two girls. And he said, don't do to your kids what mom did to right. us. And that probably hit and that, home. That, f- that fucked me up. Because really it still like, fucks you up. Yeah, you're just like, yeah. yeah. You're, you're yeah, like, damn. So like, so that, and, and, I, and sometimes I see myself. Right. Like I told you, I'm tough on my girls. And right. sometimes I You see, can't help it, right? I it's, can't. And like, listen, the kids. It's of, family. Like, the, child, the, the children of alcoholics don't want to be alcoholics, but there's right. a high tendency for yes. this. Right. Yep. And yes. the children of yep. abusers don't want to be abusers. Users, but, but there's high tendency yep. to that. and because it's just so easy to go to the familiar and what that's all you know right yeah. so we were emotionally and verbally abused pretty much growing right. up mm-hmm. and and i and every once in a while i'll catch myself being right. like being like fuck she's three like and like, right. like, like who, she's, who, like, she's who three helping Jason, yeah. right. like because you like, bo- you bottle it up yeah, you like, bottle it up like, until m- it's somebody something or or some situation tests you and you can't help but it just gets unleashed yeah it's like she's she's three she's one yeah. and like who are like well, like who are you doing it for are you yelling at her so because you actually think she's gonna get it are you yelling at her because you just need to, to suppress get it out? or to and suppress like, your feelings yeah and so like there was one day that Maddie looked at me and she goes I don't I don't I don't understand I, like I, I don't understand and what I looked at I her do? and I was oh like my God. I'm gonna oh God. kill myself so I so like and Val looked at me and she knew that I was like <gasps> I was and she goes do you want to take a minute and I was like yeah I'm gonna go upstairs and take a minute and that was when I signed up for that thing because I didn't and and listen and and I and and listen she's young and and anyone that watches my shit knows that that I love my kids of course hundred percent but but every once in a while, you got to check yourself yeah, and, and understand absolutely. that, like, you're human at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. And and I, like I said, it's very. Before she was born, I used to have like full blown panic attacks that I was gonna right. treat her like I was treated. And exactly. I didn't wanna, and Val's always like, "Well, you recognize that that's right. wrong, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, 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 right." But right. still, it doesn't. Every once in a while, I'll It'll be like, out. "Right, I'll like, right. I'll feel that." It doesn't keep the trauma from coming out. No, you no, know what it I mean. Doesn't. It's still there, and I think. Right. You being able to go to therapy is great. And I think you saying you, you made a really important point where you were like, I go to therapy. So <laughs> I made sure that I'm not crazy. And like a lot of people don't realize because people think of the word therapy and they think, oh, that means I'm fucked up. I'm troubled. I need help. Like right. I'm not good. But people don't really realize that the word therapy is actually really positive and it's actually really beneficial to you. And sometimes you need that. And the validation is just like s- just so important. And 
at the end of the day, therapy is like the most selfish thing you can do for yourself because you're able to just talk about yourself for an hour. And it's sure. like, and especially someone like you that is um, a businessman of a, a businessman and Aquarius, <laughs> a father, means, a wife, or <laughs> I, I mean, a husband, um, all these things that you, be a wife, that you could, you could, but all these things that you carry on your shoulder, it's like the benefit that you're able to give yourself, like whether it's an hour a week or more than that, to just talk about yourself and right. get shit off your back is like, that's going to, that's going to change how you feel, how you look on life, you know, for a lifetime. So I don't really even look at it as therapy. I look at it as coaching. Love like, that. Like, Love like that. Like yeah. Some, like uh, somebody's coaching me to be better. To be better. Right. Yep. So, 100%. and that's kind of how I see for sure. it. Like somebody that has more experience than me in yeah. these scenarios is coaching me to be better. 100%. The same way if a young DJ comes to me and asks me for business advice, right. I'm not, I'm not smarter than them. I'm just more experienced than right. them. Right. I've, I've seen more things than them. And so, I'm coaching them oh, to be okay. better, and this person has experienced more and has more insight than huh. I do, so they're coaching me to be yep. better. That's I, It doesn't necessarily need to be therapy. Right. right. It could love just that. be That's coaching. a good point. So you probably relate a lot to a therapist in a sense where you're, you are being that like life coach. You're right. making Correct. You, you, your end goal is to make them better. Correct. And it's like if you, and huh. you probably need it to like reframe it in your mind to where you can get rid of the stigma of the bad experience you've had with therapy. You're like, okay, well, maybe I'm not going to therapy. Maybe I'm going to coaching. Like I just like everything else I have to practice yeah. and it's like, right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah. Like there's, there's literally in any scenario, there's somebody that's seen it before and done it before sure. and, and experienced it before. And, and I, I just look at it as this person has way more insight yeah. to this situation. Like I've been DJing for 15 years or 20 years, whatever it's been now. So like, if you just start DJing, I'm going to have a shit ton more insight than you are. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So same thing. Yeah. And I can help you be a better DJ, but maybe your insight into the psychological shit is, is deeper yeah. than mine. And then you can help me be better with that. So yeah. that's, I that's fucking how, love that. that's how I see it. Yeah. Love, love that. that. Love a good glow up. So I have a question for you. Yes. Where do you think the future of the DJ entertainment industry is going to go from now? I really don't know. Okay. Um, I would like to tell you that I think things are going to get back to 100%, uh-huh. but I'm not sure. Okay. Where I think this is going from a business standpoint is that the days of the $50,000, $60,000 DJ are not going to exist anymore. Wow. What I think is going to happen is these venues have figured out a way, like we did Kiss Kiss for, for two months before they shut down New Jersey. Yeah. Kiss Kiss was making a lot of money. Mm-hmm, right. They were spending minimal amount of money on talent. Mm-hmm. They were spending minimal. I mean, listen, we got paid very well there, but like all things considered, we're not $50,000 DJs. Right. You know, I'm going to play in Texas in two weeks and I'm getting paid a very good amount of money, but it's not $50,000. Mm-hmm, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I think the days of the big talent is going to be far and few between. Wow. I think I think the middle of the road, the 1500 to $5,000 act is going to be the sweet spot now. Gotcha. And, cause pe- well, and also, like, people know now that they can pay that Correct. And, and, and get talent. Correct. Hmm. And I also think that I think that a lot of these venues um, have understood that they don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. Right. Um, right. And I think that's going to be a big problem for right. a lot of people. Right, because they're at the point where in their in their business they've had to go in their survival mode where right. they they adapt. But and it's they're like, like they're not going to be like I just got fifty thousand. Huh. I'm going to settle for right. Five. That's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Right. Okay. So like I think DJs at a bigger level than me are going to have to make a business decision. Yeah. Sure. Whether they want to sure. lower their rate or whether they want to not work. Like Vegas is going to look totally different now right. than it did before. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the Hard Rock in August made more money than it's made in any other August that it's been open. Wow. That's wild. That's right. because wild. they weren't paying. Be- because they're running very lean. Uh-huh. Yep. And, and, they're and they were paying $60,000 for a DJ. Right. Zed cost 200 k oh. for 90 minutes. Like, wow. is, is that, is, is, <laughs> I feel that. I'll right. suck feel my it. own dick for, 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 for $9. <laughs> I have $9 in my pocket. Like 200K? For 90 for minutes. For 90 minutes? Correct. Um, <laughs> or like, or it, it, it's close to that. I don't know the right. exact like, number. Right, it's right, close. Right, right, right. Like, it's still a big number. It's still a big number. But I think, I think. Are our venues going to hire Zed? Yeah, yeah, but uh, but all like the time. The way Cal- the, the way not. the way Calvin Harris has a, has has a residency at Hakkasan every or Omnia wherever he is every single Saturday. I don't think that happens anymore so much yeah. anymore. It can't be I think the, I think those guys have to go back to making music and and being being charting record artists. Right. And I think they're going to have to reset and adapt. Right, and I think I think for a while because of how much revenue was lost and because of how much time and energy was lost and like listen everyone says oh well you'll be back you never make the money back up that you lost no. you right. just That's have a, to you, you have to try move to move yeah. forward right. so like everyone's like oh well if you guys open these new venues next summer you're gonna make yeah, but but it is a, a whole year that you are yeah, right. making fucking right. money. And are you gonna add extra year on the my life? Right, right, <laughs> so right, make this extra right. Money? And listen, and I there's a reality here. I'm getting older. Like I'm not gonna be the 50 year old DJ in the nightclub. My goal is to be the owner of those venues right, right. and to let other people do the the 4 a.m. spotlight anymore. stuff. Yeah, right. like listen, let's like, be clear. I'm still gonna be the 40 year old girl in the DJ booth. So listen, <laughs> let's be clear. She is. <laughs> listen, you're always walking the my booth. I don't give a fuck where I am. You can always come to me. But yeah, no, I th- so I, I, I don't know. Like, I, yeah. I think until there's a vaccine and until we could go back to 100% capacity, right. I don't think the entertainment company or the entertainment industry comes back. I right. think it's changed forever, but even, uh, if, that, even when so we do the, get yeah, back to 100%. I was actually going to say that, like, even if there's a successful vaccine and, and everything does go back to normal, people have already adapted long enough that they Correct. are right. now, right? They are now talking to themselves where they're like, Oh, so now I don't have to pay 200k or more on this person. People are going to come out no matter yeah. what, especially now. Right, especially now. You don't exactly. need fucking nope. Zed to come out to, for nope. people to come out. They're Sorry, going Zed. to come out. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Zed. We, we threw a party in a driveway all summer. Yeah, and I was <laughs> exactly. There and it was it was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. And and I like, wish I was there. Like, because at the end of the day, like I think it's important to get back to the basics and just remember like why we all started in this industry, yeah. why anything ever started. You just you need good music and good people and right. good fucking vibes. Right. And that literally that's a fucking concoction for any good time and like a good memory. Everything else just got so enhanced and it's like you just you just lost what's important. Gotta get back to the roots. So I think yeah. I think so go back to your question. I think my company and I think companies like mine come out on top of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think we become the the next big thing. The, not the next big thing, but I think we become the most sought out kind of talent bracket that exists right but jason that's the next big thing (laughs) that's the next big thing i guess guess. because then people people get to realize that sometimes you don't need the the top name brand thing you don't need the the thing that is on all over social media or that people are loving like you just need something authentic and real and then when people the middle and that's the middle because people are now in a pandemic that is 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 at this point a year in and they now realize that you know 
famous people and rich people are just as normal as we are because they're they're doing the same shit that we are because right. the pandemic affects anybody no matter the amount of money you have or or whatever success you have so now it's like you are the next bec- best thing you are what's right. going to be good and, and, and it's you, going to make moves you put yourself there for like sure you could have easily have been like you know what fuck this i'm hiring my standards i'm hiring the pay right, because right, I, right 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 i need to make this money back right. quote unquote which you already established is not possible because it's a whole year right but it's like so like you again i to use the word you adapt it you're and you just like chose the smartest route because it was the best one for you because it's like you you stay true to who you are and yeah. like what you want your business to be about right so at, at just as a business side of it forget about the dj side like let's just do the math you know right. like mm-hmm. if you have ten thousand dollars worth of operating costs or you have two hundred thousand mm-hmm. i'd rather make a hundred grand on 10 grand worth of operating costs but when you book a talent agency like or when you book a talent like that i'm 75 grand in the hole before i even open up my fucking doors like i'm not taking that risk now knowing how much money we just lost Right. right what i will do is i will set up a nightclub as an amenity to like let's take a casino club like let's take a club in a casino okay the casinos have spiraled so badly over the years that they had to keep booking bigger and bigger talent because more and more nightclubs kept opening mm-hmm. especially in uh, in ac and vegas right so now i'm you i'm not this isn't a nightclub anymore this is an amenity to the casino i'm going to establish the fact that it's got dope music it's a good vibe it's a good party i'm going to comp the shit out of people i'm going to take care of people yeah. I'm gonna make them feel like it's their home i'm still going to make a good amount of money because if you do the percentages, making a hundred grand off a ten thousand dollar opening is is way better than making fifty right. grand off a two hundred thousand yeah. dollar. Yeah, right? like, I'll take that percentage right. better anytime. Yeah, right. So now it becomes a hospitality thing. I want to show you that this is where you belong. Right. I want to show you that this is where you could come and spend your hard-earned fucking money. That people you, can feel good, and correct. you're not just coming here because there's a big name on the door. It goes back yes. to the yes. old school way of yep. nightlife, where it's yep. like I want to go where I feel right. comfortable yeah. and, and welcome and, and welcome. I don't, I don't want to bring that full fucking uh, circle, guys. Right. And uh, that's on business, <laughs> and that's how it's done to bring him. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so, yeah, so like that's it. You that's know, I want to, I want to. That degree paid off. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was Dude, that's sick. fucking incredible. <laughs> That, that's, I love that's, that. that's where I think it's going. So last final serious question. If you could give any advice to people that are in your industry or in the entertainment b- industry that are, are being extremely affected by this situation, what would it be? Focus on your product and not your clout. Ooh! Be- because listen, we're in a situation <laughs> where you can't fill a venue anymore. Right. Yeah. So you you don't so that whole thing where it's like, uh, you know, how many people can you bring out or how many tables can you sell? That doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. So, like, so what matters is ha- who's gonna make the venue the most money. So you could have right. the prettiest Instagram and the best content and right. the coolest videos and whatever. But if I walk into that nightclub and you're trash, right? Then I don't give a fuck how <laughs> cute your Instagram looks. Right. I, Damn. I just don't. That's the realest thing. I don't. So like. So these people that want to be on Twitch and make their Twitch backgrounds look, quarantine exposed a ton of people. 100%. It did. It, 100%. Ex- it, it exposed a lot of people. So what I would say is focus more on your product and less on your clout. Wow. That's awesome. people got away with clout for a while. They did. Yeah. Like and that's because. It's the way the world operated. Yeah. Now Business it's, moved it's, no. from A to B and nobody questioned it. But when everything kind of stops, you know, you cut. Great people advice. unravel. People unravel. That's amazing yeah. advice. Tough pill to swallow for people that have already oh, established sure. <laughs> their whole business on clout. Um, <laughs> so, so, so here's the problem. Those people don't know that they're making a mistake. Yeah. 
Which goes back to our first point. Yep. Read the fucking room. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Damn. They just don't know. And that's the sad part. Is this episode titled Read the Room? <laughs> it, sh- it, sh- it should be. <laughs> Featuring <laughs> Jason <laughs> Weiss? It should be. It should be. So before we, uh, before we go to what we're going to bring for the table, we wanted to do a little bit of like a surprise Q&A with you. Okay. So for everybody who's listening still, uh, Jason doesn't know that we have these questions prepared. I have no idea. This <laughs> is going to be fun. <coughs> Liz, would you like to go first? Oh, my God. We have different questions? Yeah, we do. Wow. <laughs> okay. Let's go. Okay. This is a, ba- a basic question, but... Because I think I already know the yeah, answer. Yeah, we're going to war- warm you up. Because yeah. okay. I think I am said answer. <laughs> what, what's your biggest pet peeve when you're DJing? What is, like, when someone does? Is it when I request Lizzo a thousand and five <laughs> times? No, that doesn't bother me at all. What's your biggest pet peeve? What's the worst DJing? thing that someone has said to you while you're working a DJ set? Uh, the, my biggest pet peeve is when someone in the crowd gives you a thumbs down. <gasps> wow. People do that? Oh, all the time. <gasps> The nerve. And, and listen, listen. I, I the audacity. <laughs> no, no, Yo, li- read the room. And listen, if you're a DJ and you say that that has never happened to you, you're lying. Wow. What? So I, I would have never, never. Get, so you're telling me when you're like on the booth like and you're looking at a crowd. It. Correct. A douchebag. People like, in the crowd. You look out and people. Some people would be like this to you. It's usually, <gasps> it's usually a. A douchebag. A Caucasian female. <laughs> <laughs> a female? It's usually a Caucasian female. <laughs> And she she will make direct eye contact with you. And she's about what four drinks in? Oh, she's way more she's than four, way drinks more in. four drinks. In. But see, the funny part is, is that I'm pretty approachable. So like, you can right. come up and talk to me. But right, right, right. but they'll look at you and not realizing that there's five thousand other people in this room, <laughs> and that one song that you played they didn't like, and she'll or 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 this move like the next song. <laughs> Like, like next, like, like, like oh, the circle like with the, the finger. Oh, the wrap right, it up. Like, the the like wrap it up signal. <gasps> so, to, all right, to piggyback, do you, because like, I didn't realize until, like, within the past, I would say, since I turned 21 and started to go out in the city, I didn't realize it was disrespectful to ask for a request. It's How not. Do, you genuinely don't believe so? No, I don't believe so. My job is to make the venue money and to make people oh, okay. have a good time. So, like, oh so, so if you want to get, if you want to get technical and you want to get specific, my job as a DJ is to make people dance. And, and you're confident in what you do, and like sure. you know, it's on a district. Like you're just like they just want to hear one fucking. If song. I can't play the song or it doesn't make sense, I'll be honest with them. Right. Like, Listen, I can't play that here. I'm really right. sorry. We're not playing Frank Sinatra at down. Like I had a dude come up to me. I had a dude come up to me. <laughs> no at, Dixie Chicks tonight. <laughs> I had a dude come up to me at fucking Ubon one night with a trench coat on. I thought he was gonna shoot me. And, and he like opened up his trench coat Stop and it. he had a Pantera shirt on. Oh And no. he was like, "Play this," and I was like, "My man, like I, I can't." Are you play, sure? I like, cannot. Get first out. of all, I don't even get have out. a Pantera song on my computer. <laughs> But, <laughs> but no, like, so that's, my, my that's job. Gonna, that's going to be two ninety nine to download. <laughs> so my job technically is to make the patrons happy enough wow. to spend their hard-earned money to make the venue money. So when wow. you request a song, my job is to try to figure out a creative way to, to get that song. That's awesome. And, and that's the realest it. answer for someone that's, in the entertainment that's business. The I give you a lot of um, it's smart. kudos for that answer. Oh, not for nothing. You. Anytime that I go out and, like, I ask for, like, a certain song to be played on, like, I'm, I'm – it's a basic fucking song. Like it's just some Cardi B. <laughs> You've Betty never Bob. requested a song that shouldn't be played sh- in a venue. But like when it, but when it's played, I go fucking nuts. And it, and, it, and the first thing I'm gonna do, aside from dance my ass off, is buy around the shots. Right. <laughs> which is make the venue money. Like right. just like. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Right. <laughs> Gab, your question. With that being said, what's the worst song that you hate getting <laughs> requested? Wow. 
What's one song that you're like, fuck this song again? So it's always during this time. Uh-huh. And it's always. The Eagles. M- no. So, Mariah Carey? So it's always Mariah Carey. I oh! knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> so listen, I don't. Wait, the Mariah Carey. Like, All, the I, want All I want for Christmas. Yes. People ask you to play that in the club. Are you kidding me? Of Year course. Round. Year round. You have to, you have to think of pre-pandemic. Right, uh, I don't think I've ever heard that song. Are played. you you're t- you're yes, telling you me you're telling me pre-pandemic and you're in college? I'll you tell you why you've never heard it. And you came home and you're telling me that you had a, a two weeks off of school and you're at a club at a bar in December. That's I have fr- never wanted to hear Mariah Carey. That's the first song. <gasps> I'm gonna tell you why she's never heard the it. Disrespect. You've been you in a club it. with Liz, right? Oh, 100 percent. Okay, so by the time we would play <laughs> that record, it's way too late. And she and she doesn't know. So like by the time I would play Mariah Carey, it would be like one thirty-five, yep. one forty. She she don't know where the fuck she's at by she's that point. Like, <laughs> I I understand the, the songs. Um, I want to dance with somebody. There was always an NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys song. Yeah, like, yeah. I get those. Oh, my, my boy band sets are lit. I don't I, give a fuck. They are. Yeah, that <laughs> one boy band mix that you made during the summer <laughs> was fucking amazing. That, oh, thank you. I, I listened to that for a month straight working out. It was awesome. Nice. What's your signature? Like, what's something that you throw in? Because, like, obviously, like, you have to, you, you play in a lot of different venues. Mm-hmm. So it ha- can't be the, the same music for each one. Because, like, you don't do playlists. You got to read the room. You got to read the audience. But what's, like, one specific thing that is, like, kind of your go-to move, go-to song, go-to? What makes DJ Jason Weiss? Um, the ability to read the room. Oh. So you, so you just, like, are so constantly, like, like, on your toes. Yeah. So, like, okay. so I... What makes me is my library is so is so deep and so diverse that mm-hmm. I could literally play so deep. F- yeah, so deep. Put that ass <laughs> to sleep. Um, Down on list to make it sexual. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to IFTT. <laughs> Listen, I was surprised it didn't get more I sexual know, with you. Like, I was little, like, <laughs> to be honest, same. Um, but yeah, like so. What what I what I pride myself in is being able to go from like a little kid's birthday party mm-hmm. to an old age home to a happy hour to recess. Yep. You yeah. know, and so that's that's yeah. that's a double down thing. That's a I Nick Montone that. thing. Yeah. That's it a, is. That's it's very true. Right. That's that's my signature is being able to play to your mom and your younger sister and your grandma and and your cousin from fucking and still bring wherever. up the monotony. Whereas like most people will probably play the same set for no matter where they are because that's, that's like the so ego true. of them yeah. telling them like, oh, I love this set. I know it works, but it's like it can't work for everybody. So the it's other 100%. thing that makes us a lot different than other DJs in the city is that we are so comfortable in our accounts that I can take risks that other people can't. Okay. Yes. Love that. Yeah. yeah. I can absolutely true. play records that another DJ could not get away with. Yeah, that's amazing. And I can tell that that's like the motto of, of Double Down, which is amazing. Yeah, for sure. I, I, well, I don't know if any, anyone's listening. Nick Montone played my wedding. Yes. And it's so funny because... I prepped. I, wasn't I, I prepped him. <laughs> this was a different time frame. <laughs> I was a different person back then. But um, I prepped Nick because I was like, "Listen, I got a foreign family. Like, yeah. we're very Latin. You got to be yep. prepared to play some Latin music." Oh, he's good. And he fucking came through. He not only played like the classical uh, hits, like from the Gypsy Kings, that like my dad is used to, but then he like switched up. He's like, "I'm gonna play some Cardi B, some Danny Ocean." Like, he nailed it, and it was because he knew how to read the fucking room. There are very, very, very few DJs in the world yeah, that can play rooms better than Nick Monto. It, that is the truest statement it's ever. Th- those are so facts. true that he's now gonna play my sister's wedding in September. There you go. <gasps> I know, right? Oh, Shout yeah. out Nick Montone, man. N- Nick Montone played my brother's wedding. Ah. Uh, so there you go. Aquafina Poppy <laughs> strikes again. I want Weiss, Montone, and Fetty Wap to play <laughs> my wedding. So, fe- so, so Fetty Wap was the highest individual I've ever worked with. Stop! 
<laughs> oh, he almost didn't. He almost wasn't able to perform. He was so he was so stoked. Yeah. I love him. Wait, go to go to the next question. What is your go-to DJ drink? Uh vodka sprite. Oh, Alyssa, you were wrong. I said vodka ginger ale. No, vodka sprite. Any kind Damn. of vodka? Tito's. Tito's, yeah. Yeah, she did say Tito's. So, so I she wa- got that so right. So I was I was a Grey Goose guy for a long time, but mm-hmm. then Tito's made a made a a bold appearance on the market, and it just they're and very good. To and be, your to go-to be shot. Like I know it, but my my go-to shot is a bomb. Yeah, is a is a cherry is a some kind of bomb because I'm always <laughs> half asleep when I'm when I, listen. Those kids keep me up the whole yeah, I'm always <laughs> half asleep. So Any, Wait, anything with Red Bull in is good. Do you like for tequila me. or whiskey? Oh, you know I don't drink tequila. I know. <laughs> I love I love dark liquor. Ooh, yeah, I so, fucking hate so tequila. So I used to get into fights with dark liquor. I don't. I don't. I'm oh, I love it. I still get in li- fights, but I don't give it up. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can't do tequila. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. Um, so I can't take the credit for this, so I'm going to give it to Alyssa. But anyways, um, what do you listen to on the way home? Uh, so like after a, a, a long DJ shift, you're driving home. What do you listen to? So after a good night, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll listen to either 80s music or Yacht Rock. Wow, okay. Wow, okay. After a bad night, Uh-oh. I'll sit in silence like a serial killer. Oh, <laughs> my God. Right, what, about, what about the nights where like it's just an in-between, like, you're, like your good mind vibes. is so yeah. it, like elsewhere and you're just driving. You kind of don't even really remember driving. It's just like something's playing in the background. So something's playing in the background? Yeah. Always Yacht Rock. Okay. Yacht Rock. Okay. Always but yacht silence. Rock. Oh my God. So like, <laughs> listen, funny. listen. When you DJ as often as we do, and when you play music, especially like top forty music, as yeah. often as right, we right, do, right, 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 right. Um, sometimes the quiet, especially in like a major nightclub, like yeah. my ears will be ringing a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just want silence. Silence. <laughs> okay. But okay. like, I, but I'm also in nightlife, so like, I'm on the phone a lot on the ride. So yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. That like is true. Okay. I like yeah. catch up with my guys on the yeah. ride home to make sure everybody. Because that's like you're like. Riding from work at 5 p.m. Except it's at 4 right. in the it's morning. It's at 4 in the morning. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. What is your, uh, this has probably changed since post-COVID due to the late, um, the um, weight loss, but what's your go-to meal? Because, like, you don't eat when you DJ. Yeah. So it's like you go into the club. It's at, a like, job. Between, like, 5 to 8 p.m. And you're not coming out till 3 a.m. Like, when yeah. do you eat and what do you eat? Um. So I usually eat before I go. Okay. Um. What do I eat? Uh, I'm a chicken guy. I eat Same. anything chicken. Yeah. Like, anything um, chicken. Yeah, anything chicken. When I was super fat, I was a chicken parm guy. Oh, chicken parm. Fuck like, me up. Like I would. I love a good chicken parm. <laughs> um, now, now I don't eat after eight o'clock. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm throw the fuck up. So when do you for eat you again? though. Eight, eight p.m. till when? Uh, noon the next day. Fuck. Well, that in change? your industry. Damn. So, so it got easier. Um, the first two weeks were night were a nightmare. But yeah, so. The intermittent fasting, I go sixteen eight, so I fast for sixteen hours and I eat I eat for eight hours. And drinking wow. just water in bits from eight to twelve? If I'm gonna drink, I'll drink club soda okay. and vodka yeah. or I'll drink vodka and water. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah. I mean listen, sometimes I have a Red Bull right, right, yeah. sugar free Red Bull or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part I don't eat after eight o'clock. Okay, anymore. then pre COVID. Did you ever stop at um, like any fast food place on your way home? Yeah, I would stop at Wawa every single Ooh, day. Oh uh, hell Wawa. yeah. Shout out Wawa. There's Wawa. also a twenty four hour McDonald's right on yeah. the way oh. back home from my house. Okay, so like, okay. There was a couple so, times So yeah, what was your go to meal? Uh the Big Mac. <laughs> Uh, the number one but i would always call val and she would get two cheeseburgers and then i would wake her up and be like yo your cheeseburgers are here (laughs) but yeah no i haven't done that in a long time i think i would get i think i'll get sick i think yeah i think it's been too long you get sick sick now yeah wow hey shout out to glow up though yeah right we love a good glow up next oh me okay what's the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you as a dj wow um 
the most embarrassing yeah. thing that's ever happened. You go back into your archives in your brain. <laughs> um, so I was doing a wedding once. Ooh. And weddings are tough. Um, they are. Weddings are tough. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was doing an um, Russian Orthodox wedding. At okay, the, that was bold. At the wow. Pl- at the Please Touch Museum. They took. Don't like that. So they so they took the whole museum, right? And I brought an MC with me, whatever. So there's a lot of different traditions that yeah. have to go on at this mm-hmm. thing, yep. and I fuck them all up. <gasps> and I'm Jewish, but I got kicked out of Hebrew school, so there's that whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, different so episode, like, so like, the, it was just, it was. Uh, listen, so I, I'm a firm believer that for every five weddings you do, one is going to be really bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just math, it's and just it's just, it just, yeah. right. It's just, right. it is what it is. But like this one, they were very particular. Yeah, and. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Oh Where, no! So you were aware of it in the moment, or was it something that you? Like, oh no! I on? no, I knew about it right in the moment. Oh, but like, so you had like an out of body experience where you were you were witnessing. Correct, but oh, like, God. but that, but so that was just that was upsetting. The most embarrassing was like, there was one time we were at a nightclub. It was at the Hard Rock, and we had gone to a very very big dinner. And I'm sitting in the booth, and I'm like, "You shit yourself." No, I didn't shit myself, but I it was. It you was were very fun. close. It was close. You're a prairie dog, and it him. was close. I was like, uh, so. I actually have like a bathroom break mix. That's like shut the fuck. That's up. like ten minutes long. Okay. So like, it was kind of early. It was a big night though. Like there was a major artist performing, and I and I'm getting a text from like where are you? I was like, I, I like I need a fucking minute. Like I need a fucking minute. Like just hit the fucking cue point on the record and leave me alone. Like I literally had to run out of a DJ booth once. No and way. Take a shot. Oh. Yeah. That sucks. <gasps> okay. The pressure. Uh, listen. Wow. That's why I don't really go to big dinners anymore. Right. I was work. just going to say, that's yeah. the yeah. risk you take. Yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the risk that's you bad. take. <laughs> All right. What is the biggest name you've headlined for? Is Zed? that the right word? Headline? Uh, what? The, the Like the biggest artist that I've worked with? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've worked with Zed. I've worked with Travis Scott. Oh, um, wow. We worked with Kygo in, yep. in, Mexico. in Mexico. T-Pain? Um, T-Kilt? T-Pain. <laughs> T-Pain. T-I. <laughs> Um, the biggest, I, th- I think probably Kygo and Zed are probably the two biggest Mike. La- so my company's worked with Drake. Um, Sick. but, but, but you that was Mike Lowry, not me. I love him. Gabby he, DM'd him. He showed up at three in the morning to what? So he had a concert in Philly. He was coming to Atlantic city to perform and it was Ex- bad. Yeah. What time does the bar does this club close? It's Atlantic city. We don't have to close. Of what time was he supposed to get there? Then I'll ask. Like 1 a.m. So, so so we had a helicopter <laughs> to fly him from Philadelphia to Atlantic City, and we were going to land right on the Hard Rock and bring him in. But he was tired after his concert, and oh he wanted to take God. a nap, so he took his tour bus. Oh, famous people. So I kept having to be like, yo, like, there's famous and then there's Drake famous. They <laughs> kept every restaurant open in the whole hotel <gasps> just in case he was hungry. Shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah. And then so... Yeah, there's famous and there's in case he was hungry. Yeah, there's famous and there's Drake famous. But yeah, so like, so Mike had to keep getting on the mic and being like, Drake's on his way. But like, you gotta understand, like, (laughs) he didn't show up. He didn't show up to like three, three fifteen. It was so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he performed. He Uh, performed. He performed. People were probably wasted. I would say Zed, and then and then Kygo as far as like the names go. Yeah. Yeah, but we've worked with. Pretty much every major artist in in the country. Who was your most favorite person to work with? Zed was Zed. Zed, really? Zed and okay. his team were great. Um, Good. Timmy cool. Trumpet was a lot of fun. Um, but for me personally, yeah, I had the blast with with Nelly in Atlantic City. 
Oh. Yeah. Um, because he because he he stayed and like a lot of them do their job. They they get their money and they leave. Nelly was in the booth. His arms. He was around a party. Me. He was. Yeah, he, he was yeah. a fun time. Yeah, he, he was, was like, happy to be there. Yeah. He was, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He was just happy to be yeah, there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then he went on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> okay. Well, final question. <laughs> what is your proudest moment? Yeah. Proudest DJ. DJ moment. Oh, you guys are gonna laugh. What is it? Okay. Um, my proudest DJ moment of my entire career. Yeah. Was two summers ago. I lived in Atlantic City. Um, okay. And my wife and my kids lived in Atlantic City with me. Right. And Val went home with Elizabeth. Uh, it was her sister-in-law's bachelorette party. And it was just me and Maddie for the weekend. And we were walking around the Hard Rock. And Maddie was in her stroller. And all I hear is, Daddy, it's you. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, right, bitch, here. I'm right here. And she's like, no, no, Daddy, Daddy, it's you. And I was like, what's me? And my face was on. The oh, no. Yeah, my face was on the digital billboard, and she goes, Daddy, it's you. And so she took a picture pointing at my face in front of the hard rock. And I, in the middle of the hotel, I'm like crying, like a little, like I was just like, oh, oh, oh. Hey, look, Ma, I made it. But basically, it was was when, so that, and then when my dad saw me DJ in Las Vegas for the first time, because my my dad's been going to Vegas for his uh, his whole life, and it's something that's super important to him, and like, so him seeing me DJ in uh, Las like Vegas. There. That is like the ultimate proud yeah. Yeah, it was I, like, son I d- yeah. dad moment. So yeah. like I've, I've th- working with the artist is cool and like and doing all that shit is cool. But when my daughter saw my face on a billboard, she was less like, uh, yeah, you, you know, you're you're meant to be doing what you're doing when someone can ask you what your proudest moment is. And, you know, immediately, immediately. what it is. You didn't, oh, have, yeah. you didn't, you didn't even you didn't even thing. hesitate. Uh-uh. You already knew. And, and that's a, and that's amazing. I, uh. I give you so much props for that. Yeah, you're, you. you're meant to do exactly yeah. what you're doing. Well, thank you. You're doing it, man. I'm trying. That's I a compliment, this. by the way. Hope you're cringing. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. All right. Well, obviously, we brought Weiss to the table today. So, Weiss, please bring yourself. Yeah. Plug this shit out yeah. of it. Uh, whatever you, your platforms, yeah. please. Plug away please. anything that you can do, anything that can support the DJ industry, where you're at, where people can hear you, follow you, all that. So, it's at DJ Jason Weiss, uh, and it's at Double Down ENT on Instagram and every other platform. Every Friday at 11 a.m., Eastern time, Hell 8 a.m. Yeah. Pacific on, Hell yeah. on Pipple's Globalization. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> You'll hear Double Down Radio. And, and SoundCloud uh, has all the playlists? Yes. And then, yes, SoundCloud, uh, it's at Double Down ENT on SoundCloud. And then uh, I'll be in Texas opening up a new nightclub. Ooh, in hell weeks. yeah, he will. Uh, hell yeah. During a pandemic. Yeah, I during a pandemic. You can come. I can't. Yes, you can. <laughs> just, ta- just tag on Barry's table. You're good. <laughs> come on. I'm white. <laughs> we might. Don't threaten me. Barry, you're paying for me. <laughs> hear, that bar- hear that, Barry Bottles? <laughs> <laughs> this has been so fun. Again, thank yes. you so much. And we love oh, you. Oh, thanks for having yeah, me. We, great. we appreciate you so much. Like oh, we said before, you are you are a mentor to us. And seeing you thrive and push and grind throughout it's this pandemic, amazing. you know, gives us hope in our individual journeys. And it's just been amazing to hear your story. We're happy to know you. For oh, sure. I love you guys. Thank you so oh. much for having me. Oh my All god. Right. So that wraps up episode 34. Bye. Bye.